<laughs> Rob Van Dam, listen to True Hill Heat. Pow. <laughs> Yes, it is Saturday morning, and you know what that means. It's time for some true heel heat. It's double or nothing weekend, so we're going to be previewing the show. The latest wrestling news, including WWE Money in the Bank moving from Alliance Stadium. We're going to talk about the latest with Sasha Banks and Naomi. The latest with Kota Obushi versus New Japan Pro Wrestling. The recap of the weekly shows, plus much, much more. And we got a very special guest, Steve from Steven Larson's Going In Raw. Let's get into some true heel heat. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for True Hill Heat 177. Switch up, discussing the latest wrestling news, including WWE moving Money in the Bank in July from Alliance Stadium to the MGM Grand Arena. We're going to be talking about the latest on Koto Ibushi versus New Japan Pro Wrestling, the latest on Sasha Banks and Naomi. Recap of all the weekly show preview and predictions for AEW Double or Nothing plus much much more. I am here with as usual the beautiful, the lovely Miss Chrissy Love. Good morning. Hi everybody. Happy Saturday. It's early. I hope you're up and getting ready. You got your cups. Cheers. Good morning guys. Uh, I, th- I thought I thought she meant cups of coffee, but you you look like you got the nice cup. The nice, no, it's, nice it's, 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 it's just, no, no. <laughs> It's just it's just iced cough in there. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I, drink, I didn't here. get that. I didn't get there yet. I've been drinking. <laughs> listen, I got drinking this evening. I, I'm no. And I have to recover have, from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we have with us a very very special guest, someone I've been very excited to have on the show. One of the yeah one you of the steam, yes yes the yes steam yes you oh my gosh. Actually, of wrestling media, one of the biggest right. podcasts in wrestling media. Steven Larson's going in raw, the face of the Wrestle Juice YouTube channel, the master of all friendos, the one of the high priests of the church of friendos. He is the one and only Steve. What's going on, good brother? What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's only eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> usually I'm up by now, but on Saturdays, not quite. So I've got my second cup of coffee here. I've got morning voice. Like very few people can like sort of differentiate between my normal voice. Like my wife knows my morning voice. This is my morning voice. So you're gonna have this for like probably about an hour or so, and it's then okay. it'll start to level up. Yeah. No, it's it's great. That you're you're gonna start to get into the flow. Don't worry. It's right. it's yeah. four- it'll ease you right on in, friend. Yeah. I'm in, right. I, I'm in the UK and it's four o'clock here, and I still have morning voice. So is that <laughs> your is, is that your normal uh, residence in the UK? Really. No, 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 wifey, wifey got a place out here, but I've been here for like a month and a half, you and I still stay. haven't adapted to the time difference. But I'm, yeah, I'm so happy. Jealous. I'm happy to be in the I'm UK. I'm so jealous. My uh, my brother in law is from Scotland, and we went there three years ago before pandemic, and it's beautiful. I actually grew up in England for four years because my dad was military, oh. and it's amazing out there. I love it out there. You should stay, SP. It's, it's for the great. It's for your own good. You shouldn't stay. Don't have yeah. To- don't come back. It's okay. I, we let love me live you. vicariously through you. Because right, that part. There. there we go. <laughs> exactly. I, I've been here for like a month and a half. I'm still not used to the time difference. Really? I, I'm, I, I, I'm an East Coast 
uh, you know, a, you know, a East Coast time. person by heart. Yeah, I'm still on the East Coast time, so wow. I need to get back home. So I mean, <laughs> I like it here, but trust me, we we can come back whenever we want to. But <laughs> well, that's the very- good part. <laughs> exactly. I'm very happy to have Steve on the show. I was talking with him before we went on air here. We we talked about, you know, he's from Sacramento and I'm a, as you guys all know, I'm a I'm a I'm a main Lakers fan. So we had a conversation about the Sacramento uh Kings uh, first time we interacted on social media, but I've known of you for so long. Your podcast is one of the biggest in yep. professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. But for anyone who's been living under a rock, Steve, I tried my best with the intro, but please let them know everything <laughs> that you do in this wrestling media world. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, me and my partner, Larson, uh, we've got the Going In Raw podcast where we talk about wrestling. And uh, I've got like my side gig is called Wrestle Juice, it's my YouTube channel. Uh, so that's there also. And uh, it's kind of it. Like we're just a couple of wrestling fans. We don't claim to know more than anybody else. We don't claim to be experts or have scoops. But damn it, we've known each other for 25 years now since high school, and uh, and we've we've got some pretty darn good chemistry. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we bring to the table. We're like a couple of bickering old men, and uh, and we have a lot of fun there. We're like the grumpy old men. No, what is (laughs) is that? What is is that? Is that the uh, the odd couple? The odd couple. couple. Yeah. Because he's very like, you know, he's sort of the intellectual, the serious one. I'm more the clown. So we got a lot of good chemistry (laughs) going back far too long, far too long. And and I have to say your 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 other biggest claim to fame besides besides uh, Steven Larson's going in raw besides being a former uh, Quizzlemania tag team champion yeah. from one really? Quizzlemania champion oh, yeah. to wow. another yeah you know yeah. I, I got I gotta mention that but your other biggest claim to fame is you have absolutely the best Stone Cold Steve Austin in oh in my goodness of wrestling it's too early in the morning to be doing Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right here at the True Heel Eat podcast, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I, I'm going to have to leave yes. now. I just, I just gave you all the energy I have. Right oh, now. my God. I can't believe this is really happening. Wow. Don't don't worry. That's why I got Esty, it. How many, how many podcasts do you have to do that you got Larson on the show? <laughs> what, did you, what did you do? Oh well, man! <laughs> well, well, Steve, Steve, we we got Steve. We're, we we we're not big enough to get Larson yet. Well, maybe one day we can get them both on because we do a lot of like fantasy drafts, Steve. Yeah. So Steve and Larson's versus True Hill Heat in a fantasy wrestling draft. That's that's the goal. I will do it. Yeah, we can do that. I don't know if he's going to be able to make the eight o'clock start time because he's even more tired in general as a human being than I am. And that goes back to because we were in the same apartment in college together. That goes even back then. That dude used to sleep in. He would arrange all his classes. So they were later on in the day. And like he wake up. He'd start. He used to make uh, 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 super cuts of like Shawn Michaels highlights to sell on eBay. I think the statute of limitations on that is over. I think he can, I think we can say that. And then, and then he'd, he'd mosey on to class. Uh, So he was never an early bird, but if you catch him in the right part of the day, I'm sure he'd totally be down. Okay. Well, we will push back the time just for Larson's to to come on the show. Just so it's reasonable for you guys out in the Mm -hmm. West Coast. Oh, I I think he'd definitely be into it. I think he'd definitely be into it. 
Absolutely. And we love all of our viewers joining us on our flagship podcast here. So of course, remember to drop the thumbs up on this video, share this video with all your friends, subscribe if you are new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Got a lot on pack for Double or Nothing weekend. We got our watch along tomorrow night, 8 8 p.m. Eastern time. You got serving face and heels with Miss Chrissy Love and Stephanie Hypes talking about the latest in women's wrestling tomorrow at 11.05 a.m. Eastern time. And of course, we got to wrap things up with our Double or Nothing Roundtable review on Monday at 12.05 p.m. Eastern time. So a lot to unpack and hit that subscribe button, hit the bell to stay notified. So you always get notified whenever we go live. We got a bunch of comments in the live chat here, super chat donation early on. From Vala B, who says, Hey Steve, Friendo here. Big weekend of wrestling is upon us. Let's do it to it, True Hill Heat Crew. Thank you, Vala B, as always. And he's a friendo. We got What's friendos up, friendo. Everywhere. Thanks for being here. I tried to push this show out to everybody uh through the Twitter and uh and through the YouTube community stuff. So hopefully we got some friendos in the house here. I saw I saw a shout out to Mr. Dope. He's a friendo. He's here. What's up, Mr. Dope? <laughs> At 8 17 in the morning, Mr. Dope. What are you doing? Because he's out here in sack too. <laughs> we, got, we got the Cali people, we got the West Coast people waking up so for some true hill heat. I love to That's see what's it. Up. That's uh, what's we- up. We got another super chat donation for Vala B who says also shout out to Jimmy Butler for forcing that game seven and affecting the double or nothing card. I rooted for the Boston Celtics and it didn't work. You know how hurt I am oh, as a Laker fan man, at the roof of Boston? Like they should have won now. that game last night. That was ridiculous. I'm sorry. I love I, a good I'm game still... seven though. I look, I don't I do. have me too. I don't have a horse in this race, man. I just want, I love a game seven. I love a game seven. I, they're heading back to Miami for game seven, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah. They have well, to then, go to Miami. It's going to be. Then I will be, I will be rooting for Boston then because I love to see a hometown crowd go home Lose. disappointed as yep. exactly all those people who bought the front row seats, the thousand dollar seats, the $10,000 seats, wasting all that money on a lot. I just think Boston and, and, and Golden State is a better series than, than Miami. That's just, just me. That's probably That's true, all. too. I could see that as well. Don't get me wrong. I, I And I like uh, Miami. I think they have a good, solid squad. However, I just think for the finals and something different again this year, I think you'll get a better set of games from those two teams than that. Than that. You understand? It's a different test for the Warriors who haven't really been tested that much right. in the playoffs. That, that, yep. But mm-hmm. I honestly feel like Steve is only saying that because we're going on the 20-year <laughs> anniversary of my Los Angeles Lakers okay. beating the Sacramento Kings. You invite Kings. me oh, into your house? Gosh. You invite me into your house? I was in L.A. I, I lived there for 10 years. I had to suffer through that shit. During the regular <laughs> season, we would always have the Lakers number during the regular season. Yes. And then what happened? We get a crooked ref. In game six, <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, yeah, we yep, had Chris yep. Weber in uh, in the Dallas yep. series go down to injury. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I can't. I, that was traumatic. Chris, Robert and Ori, back then, right, right. Robert yep. Ori was. Oh, oh man! I, to this day, when I see his face, I get angry. And Chris <laughs> Weber was the face of that team. Like mm-hmm. that was like that Sacramento was Chris Weber's town. Like that mm-hmm. was what it was back then. And girls and boys back then in the nineties, when you know we were young. And you know we these things were happening. This is what it was, you know. Yeah. Oh man, it was early two thousands. Early two thousands. Beautiful time. Okay. Okay. Beautiful time. Beautiful time. Yes, it was. 20, that was the last. Be alive. 
last three peat in, in NBA history. That's it was, possible. right? Yes. Wow. That's the last time any team yeah. three peated. Yeah. Wow. Dang. I'm I'm glad Steve is here to remind me that we're going. On I, wow! Immediately, we're 20 <laughs> minutes into this. It's like gonna be like a three-hour show and 20 minutes in. You can't wait till hour two. You can't no. wait till hour two. <laughs> Steve, this is yes, yeah, Steve. This is what happens. We will just go off the rails, and we'll just we're supposed to talk wrestling, and we just talk about other things that happen. You know. You just know what? Like, Sometimes life isn't all about wrestling. Sometimes right. the most interesting stuff is not the wrestling. Right. Right. It's true. It is true. Very true there. <laughs> but we got to shout out everyone who's supporting us on social media and the YouTube channel and Patreon. Our True Hill Trinity on our group page on Facebook. Coming in at number three is Stewie Palmer. Coming in at number two is Jermaine Pacman. And of course, number one, the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Our Patreon backers, we got Vala B, aka Blonde Rarer, Alan Weinstein, Nick Jackson, Alex McCarthy, Professor Chris from the NWA podcast. Our our guest last week. Thank you to him for joining us last week. Austin K, Slam and Sammy Joe, You My Boy Blue, Yachty, Robert, Steve Salvage, Antoine Rutledge, Fifth Generation Carney, Beat Boop, DJ Eric, and Ladarius Brown. Thank you to all of our Patreon backers. We always appreciate you for that. And let's start things off with what we missed from this past week, starting off with the Go Home Show for AEW Dynamite from this past Wednesday. They did nine 929,000 viewers. The show was highlighted by a hard-hitting main event with Samoa Joe defeating Kyle O'Reilly to advance to the Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament Finals. It was a hard-hitting matchup, a, a struggle between the two men, but a, definitely mm -hmm. a great main event. Great. He will yep. now verse Adam Cole on Sunday at the pay-per-view. We also had Dr. Britt Baker DMD beat Tony Storm to advance to the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament Finals. Uh, we had Swerve Strickland and uh, Stir Strickland defeat Ricky Starks and Jungle mm, Boy mm, in a great mm, in a mm. great three-way awesome three-way to preview the AEW World Tag Team title match coming up on Sunday. You had Eddie Kingston and John Moxley defeat uh, Private Party. They then got into a brawl with the Jericho Appreciation Society, FTR and Rapongi Vice. That went to a no contest as interference from Japan Pro Wrestling's own Jeff Cobb and the great Okan. The great Okan, who is now a viral superstar, we'll get to that later, of the, <laughs> the United Empire, uh, laying out both teams to potentially set things up for Forbidden Door, it seems. We also had Wardlow, who was one of the stars of this entire show. Uh, he beat Sean Spears inside of a steel cage, despite MJF. <laughs> playing MJ ref uh, yeah. in his best Shawn Michaels cosplay referee. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a very good Thunder Rosa promo. I want, his, I want that referee t-shirt. That is amazing. <laughs> I, I need that in my life. Whoever made that, wow, I want one. <laughs> Absolutely. So amazing. <laughs> and then we got a great co and compelling promo exchange with Hangman Adam Page and CM Punk ahead of the Double or Nothing main event. Ended with Page punching out Punk in the face as Punk is in the world champion's head ahead of Sunday. Steve, what stood out the most for you on Dynamite this week? Man, trying to make heads or tails of this uh, Hangman Punk situation. I mean, that's the biggest match mm. probably on the card. It's going to main event. Uh, you know, Hangman Page, his story's been pretty interesting as champion. I've, I've heard a lot of people in our orbit anyways 
say that they feel the Hangman title reigns a bit uh, has been a bit underwhelming. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'm coming around to the idea that now might be the time to pivot his story for his first title loss. Yeah. And CM yeah. Punk is under his skin the way nobody's been under his mm. skin. And I think that's what they're getting at. And I'd be shocked if Hangman was able to get it together enough on Sunday to mm -hmm, keep that mm -hmm. title. I feel like for business reasons and honestly for Hangman's story, it might make the most sense for Punk to come out of double Ooh, or nothing yeah. as champion. And maybe as a bad guy champion or at least signs that he's as a lot of people yeah, have alluded to yeah. backstage, a manipulative son of a bitch. So that's what I'm thinking on that one. Yeah, I love that the theme of CM Punk's uh, feuds as of late is, uh, you know, you had Eddie Kingston say, Punk's an asshole. You had MJF say, Punk's an asshole. And now <laughs> Hangman Adam Page says, says, Punk's an asshole. And everybody's wondering, why is Page why so is he mad? So right, right, because right. you guys are cheering for the asshole. And you're not cheering <laughs> for him. And, it's and the whole story is, is, is really upsetting about them, yep. It's about his main character trait. Paige's his whole main character trait has been his insecurities. And he's kind of tried mm. to bottle it down ever mm. since he won the title from Kenny Omega. Brian Danielson got in his head a little bit with the draw, but he was yep. able to overcome him. He was able to overcome Lance Archer. He started to show confidence against Adam Cole when he challenged them for the Texas death match. But CM Punk has, pro has basically brought out that main character trait once again. So I've liked, it's been simple storytelling, but if you are you've been a fan for a while you understand this is Paige's character and all about his development so i do agree with a bunch of what steve had to say there uh chrissy what was your highlight from dynamite this week uh chris jericho's uh, uh glittery bell bottom pants that oh, he, they were seen amazing his, we almost seen his booty like three times <laughs> Um, so <laughs> I'm like, where is he going? First of all, he is a dad of a certain age. Where are you going with these pants on, friend? Um, but that was one of my highlights. Uh, um, definitely love, 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 love the uh, uh, Swerve Strickland. Uh, oh, um, yeah, that match. Oh, my god, I was just like in awe of them three. The th Ricky Stark, Ricky Starks is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ricky Starks is just amazing. <laughs> and I'm happy that he's getting these flowers right now. But I mean, that match was like my match of the whole uh, the whole show was good. But that that was my match of the night. And then Chris Jericho's glittery bell bottom 70s get go pants, you know? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, that was good stuff, and I, I loved I loved the the Grand Wizard, uh, you know, throwing a, a fireball in somebody's face for just wearing a John Moxley shirt, and then right. him saying, "I threw a fireball in your face because I'm a wizard." I you know, usually <laughs> usually the fireball spot is saved for special situations. Right, this dude right. is backstage just throwing them at whoever he wants to, <laughs> like he has an unlimited supply of fireballs. But then again, if he's a wizard, which we know he is because of those pants. He right. can do that. That's something he could do. It's basically it's so like good. it's it's like his Doctor Strange pants. Like, yeah. like he's, yeah. Doctor Strange's got the cloak. Chris Jericho's got, got the pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they they come flying to him and they just wrap them on. I guess. 
they look works. like that. They basically yeah. look like that. Uh, we also had last night, we had AEW Rampage, which had Ruby Soul uh, defeat Chris Statlander in a very good main event to advance mm-hmm. to the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament Finals against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Two massive boos uh, from the mm-hmm. Los Angeles crowd mm-hmm. who seem to be in favor of Chris Statlander winning yep. over her. Uh, her promo before the match was great, so that might be part of the reason. Uh, Dante Martin defeated Max Caster uh, after Max Caster had a really good promo as well. Uh, his rap before the match to basically saying that uh, Dante Martin can't get girls. I guess that was the point. Uh, but uh, Anthony Bowens had the best line when he said, scissor me, daddy ass. Best line of the night. So good. So good. So good. We also had Scorpio Sky. He was presented Ooh. with a purple and gold. Look at yeah, that. This, this, was, this was nice, man. You, that is a yo. winning time title right there. <laughs> exactly. Theme that's one of, the, that's one of the ones that you can't like take outside. Like That's the one you keep in a mantle somewhere. This is gorgeous. Absolutely. That's beautiful. And, and he had the 8 and the 24 embedded on the belt. <sighs> I don't know if everybody oh, caught that. I did yes. not and know, I didn't know that. that. Yes. That's yes. so good. And then That's- he also said on Twitter the name of the belt is Genie, named after Genie Bus, the owner oh. of the oh. Los Beautiful wow. touches. I thought that was like the cherry on wow. top. Wow, like can, he, can can he find can can we get a TNT champion for like a year straight? Can Scorpio right. this, yeah. he's been, yeah. he's been going yeah. since like what 2002 or something? Like yeah. he's been going forever. Let him try to take Just that title yep. to the same heights that Cody wanted to take the TNT title when he wrote himself out of the world title picture. Make that Laker title as much of a Kings fan as I am. Right. You know, I, I can appreciate the. I, I like LeBron too, so I can appreciate the Lakers. Um, let him hold that title and make that another top level title, as opposed to what's been going on over the past three or four or six months. Uh, let them hold that title for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's so many people. I think we they can really should. With we don't need a multi-month feud with no. Sammy Guevara. So Mm-mm. hopefully after Sunday it's over because we had on this show Sammy Guevara, uh, Frankie Kazarian, and Ty Conti. They broke into the American Top Team gym to steal the BMF and UFC titles. And Sky agreed to a mixed trios match at Double or Nothing with the Men of the Year and Paige Van Sant against uh, Sammy, Ty, and Kazarian. You also had Darby Allen. He challenged Kyle O'Reilly for Double or Nothing as well. So we added Two more matches to this card to make it thirteen it's match cards. Not enough, not enough right, anymore. Right. Let's get. Let's see this if we can put two past, more this in. Gone past like twelve, one o'clock, like last one. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. we're gonna be up late for this one again. That's mm-hmm. like six a.m. for me, ladies and gentlemen. I'll I be know. You better take Hold some me. naps, friend. But take you live naps. near castles, so there. That's a good <laughs> trade-off. You literally live near actual castles yeah, in the UK, so man. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good trade-off. I'm so yep. jealous of you. Yep. <laughs> you got Same. me there. You got me there. And right, then my, seen, yep. <laughs> my favorite part of this whole entire show was the Yum Bucks legitimately oh, cosplaying oh. as the Hardys with the debuting Gangrel. They had Matt Fax and Brandon Cutler as Lita, which was the Yo, best this, part best of this ever, whole yeah. entire show for me. Look at this. Oh wow. That's oh. is that is that even can you can YouTube show you're gonna get your channel banned? <laughs> you can't show that on YouTube. You're gonna is this age gated? You can't show oh that. Oh my god. Oh. Just great stuff. Oh my god, put it back. Can you put it back to that? 
<laughs> this guy start doing some squats. This, that's the flattest ass I've ever seen in my entire life. Pancakes, pancakes. No, nope. <laughs> he, he, he didn't even got an ass. He got a back down to his thighs. Yeah, um, <laughs> he does. When, what is that? He's when a he two-dimensional man. When he that's sits so down, funny. he slides all the way off. He slides all the way off <laughs> he, the chair. Yeah. <laughs> he needs suspenders oh. for those sweatpants. Right. What is happening right there? <laughs> oh my God. But yes, they defeated uh John Cruz and Taylor Russ as the Hardys. And then uh they turned on Gangrel before the Hardys made the same for their old new brood member and beat up uh, Lita Cutler uh after the match. <laughs> Great stuff over there. And yeah. we also had a very good opener of Brian Danielson defeating Matt Seidel ahead of Anarchy in the arena. Miss Chrissy Love. Face. Yeah, who painted? I wonder if Jeff Hardy painted his face like in the back on like, you know, say, hey, I, I'm the only one that really can do it. Like, you know. Oh, it, was, it had to have been <laughs> yeah, Adam and Jeff. Uh, let, let's talk about Gangrel for a second. Would you right. guys have made the save? Number one. Shout out to Gangrel. He looked yep. 55 in 1998. He still looks 55. Right. Now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's not aged, but he looked bad back then. Yo, Number Steve. two, would, let me ask you something. Would you guys make the save? Let's say you guys, you the two of you are in a feud, right, right. with somebody, and your old running buddy back in the day comes out with them to mock you. Would right. you even make the save for nope. your friend if those guys? Thank you. Nope. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, nope. And I, I did see like them talking to him a little and him like trying to apologize. So at least they did that. At least <laughs> okay, they did that. Right. Right. Maybe. Yeah. No, I'm with Steve. Nope. <laughs> He's like, I'm not, I'm not helping anyone. Uh, no. Steve, what, yeah. do, what do you uh, think about uh, the Chris Statlander losing to Ruby Soho and the reaction Ruby Soho got at the end of the, of the show? Cause a lot of people, it became a debate and it was like, I feel like people forgot like two months ago, we were complaining about right. Ruby Soho not being on TV and now everybody's upset. She wins. Okay. But here's, here's the thing. This is, yeah. This is why those complaints exist, because if you don't feature somebody on TV, if they're out of sight, out of mind, and then when you do feature them, they're not featured that heavily. AEW has a massive problem with their women's featuring women's yeah. wrestling. Yes. You yep. can't just have Ruby Soho in the company and mm -hmm. expect everybody to continue to cheer her when you right. have not featured her on your television program. Meanwhile, Statlander, I was I wasn't shocked that Ruby won. I figured she would win. Right. But the way they have been sort of re-debuting, repackaging Chris Statlander, look, yeah. everybody loves Chris Statlander. And she has everything she said in her promo, which, by the way, came off as genuine. And I'm sorry, I love Ruby, but Ruby's came off as very acting. Um, yeah. Chris mm -hmm. said, I've been here since day one. No title shots, no opportunities. Mm -hmm. Look where I'm at mm -hmm. now. My friends left me. And she's made this big transition this was supposed to be her time last night. I feel yep. like this was yep. an occasion where Tony Khan mistimed the heat on Chris Statlander. She's she's got that groundswell of support. People don't want to see, oh, just because you made a name in WWE, even as much as we love Ruby, just because you made your name there, you can't keep her off TV forever. And then all of a sudden expect us to start cheering her. They want Chris Statlander. She's been there since day one. Everything she said in her promo is true. That's why people are booing. And, and Ruby had to try to calm them down. She was like, okay, I get it. I get it. You're booing me. But hey, Britt, you and I are going <laughs> to hold on. 
Stop booing. I'm trying to cut a promo. <laughs> so, like, what does he expect? You got it. You got it. That's why Tony needs help backstage, man. He needs help backstage. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's like the big thing that not a lot of people talk about is the is the fact that Tony's kind of taking everything on himself and he, he needs help. Everyone you needs need help, help sometimes. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you, you can try to do everything yourself, and yeah, it helps to keep the consistency of everything because it's one mind kind of having the final say. But this didn't work out well for WWE. You should learn your lesson when yeah. when Vince is the one who's making all the final decisions. It hasn't been always the best thing, and you're seeing that with AEW. So I definitely agree with the criticism, especially of the women's title, because I've been saying it for months. Yep. Thunder Rosa got over by wrestling. Why mm -hmm. hasn't she wrestled since she won yeah. the title? That's yeah. been my big thing. So yeah, I agree there. Uh, they give her time to just do these stupid prom. They're not even stupid, but like they're pointless promos that don't even like get to even finish them. Like this last one she did was good, but like the other ones, like the back and forth with her and Serena hasn't hasn't been good. Yeah, their thing, their their strengths are not promos. Like Serena's strength is not promo. Her right. strength is wrestling in the ring. I mean, that's what they call her the professor. That's what she's good at. Same with Thunder Rosa. She can capture your attention by her in-ring ability. Like, let's just see them. I mean, they, they had a good thing with Serena for a while when she was doing that rookie challenge thing. Because why? It showcased her wrestling. And now uh, they just have them talking a bunch because I don't know why. I don't know. I, I want to see more wrestling. Yeah. yeah, like I said from the very beginning of the Serena and uh, Thunder Rosa feud is that Thunder Rosa literally has a all-women's uh, promotion and trains mm -hmm. for wrestlers. Why not just have these uh, rookie five-minute challenges with Serena Deed beating up her students? That, mm -hmm. that, that would have made more sense, yep. That's and, a good one, yeah. And if they're going to cut promos, talk about the fact Serena D beat her for the NWA Women's World Championship. They never mentioned that once. They never did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I even forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Because they don't remind <laughs> us. If yeah. I'm going to criticize, I criticize WWE for the fact that they don't mention that Ronda Rousey revolutionized MMA. And that's why people have just forgotten that part of her. They just remember her as someone that hated the fans. And that's why she, she, you know, people online hate her. The people at their building seem to cheer her. I, I say this mm -hmm. every week. But right. They, yeah. I have to criticize AEW for the same reason. But speaking of wwe and smackdown we had smackdown last night which we'll get into when i highlight a few comments here we got set e Nyangi in the live chat with us saying shout out to true hill heat fam and steve thank you sad for joining us in the live chat he also says never thought i would hear sp3 complain about staying up later to watch a wrestling show because he's <laughs> in the UK. now you know our pain yes I, I've been, I've been, I've been living it, Sat, for the past month and a half, having to watch Raw late and do a podcast after. Like this past Monday, Ooh. I was like, yeah, I was like, I was about oh, to quit. Man. I was about to quit. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> yeah, we 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 tapped out of doing the we're and we're on the West Coast too, so we got it easy. But we tapped out of those Monday night Raw late night reviews at eight o'clock at night, which isn't even that late. But like we tapped out of those because wow. who wants to sit there for three hours? Right, watch about right. watch about an hour of com total of commercials and Commercial, recaps. Yep, yep, and then sit there and review a show. No, man, we we do noon the next day. That's that's even early for us. Uh, so yeah, no, I I, I feel you on that one, man. Do you do noon Pacific or noon Eastern? <laughs> ah, I am no. not getting up. <laughs> I am not reviewing anything at nine o'clock in the morning. Nope, noon. Yeah, three Eastern. No, it's, it's true though. No, because it's, it's very hard time, to do. Yeah. 
10 o'clock on a Friday is so hard, uh, Steve. Like, Mm -hmm. to wait for SmackDown to finish. And then they, I'd prefer to just do it on a Saturday, but I can't do it because we do Trill Heat. So, you know, it's, it's it's a lot to like wait and just okay is everyone ready sometimes they're not ready then we have to wait till like 10 30 11 i'm like oh yeah when can we do and then we would watch dynamite it, it just feel it would just be late very yeah. very late i'm sleeping raw, <laughs> raw was good the last couple of weeks so it made it all right for me yeah, but Rose this past right, week man. it was like it was a drag like you could tell <laughs> they're struggling without sasha and naomi to to mm-hmm. drag out two two hours of content because steve is right when i when i watch raw the following day mm-hmm. on like on like dvr it's basically two hours it's two it hours. yeah it's yeah because they have an hour hulu, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah exactly yep hulu like chops it and ha- like not even half. Oh, yeah. but, oh if like, you watch the Hulu version, yeah, they they chop out anything twenty four seven and viewer <laughs> stuff. You won't see any of that. Uh, we got Will Chisholm who says SP three. I'm not surprised they turned on Ruby. The same LA uh, LA. Well, that this wasn't in LA. Don't be fooled by the acclaim. I'm about to say this that. Was yeah. Las, this was Las Vegas. <laughs> On that same LA crowd, did uh, Ronda the same? That is that is true, though. I think they have a perfect opportunity to do a double turn because I've been saying for months that Britt Baker needs to be a babyface. So I think I, I, I think you know Ruby should. Uh, this whole tournament is to revitalize Ruby. Have her turn heel. Have Britt turn babyface. You got the Britt and hater stuff coming out of this. Ruby mm. can with her a little bit if they want to but i feel like ruby would be a good heel especially with her talking ability that's yeah. a good point that's a good point uh we got another super chat donation from vala b here thank you so much good brother saying hey chrissy you know who else likes pancakes great Ocon. i mean i don't <laughs> want to dick ride him pun intended but his biggest <laughs> adventure was great <sighs> great that's, can that's- we can can we talk briefly about Great Ocon? Like this man, uh, this man was was panned when he was debuted, panned universally across everywhere I saw. But this man, I think it was like a month and a half, two months ago, saved the kid's life from a pedophile. That made me be like, okay, wow. I'm a great, I'm a great old stand. I'm a great mm-hmm. old stand for mm-hmm. that. But then seeing him in Vegas. It's like, how can you not like Great Ocon? Do we have any of the pictures from his Vegas adventures? Please. (laughs) (laughs) See, our producer, our producer, right on cue, right on cue. We have the pictures we can show. Yeah, there's a couple more explicit. (laughs) He's getting spanked there. He's getting spanked there. That's about uh, the extent of the pictures I can show. And so I, I have one here, and I have to not, go look at it. I have to look at it now. It's totally it. safe. It's totally safe for TV, but I don't even know if you'll be able to see it. But there's a giant. What is this? Four patty burger that yeah. might be more explicit than the cheeks he was grabbing. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. He, at this point, he's the Godo Khan. Uh, I, I, like like everybody else. Like oh my, this is handfuls right here. I can't show that. <laughs> He's the, he's the goat <laughs> Ocon, and uh, and I, I was the same way. I was like, "Who is this guy with the giant ear?" Or is it a question mark on his on his face? I don't know what's going on with this guy. His wrestling <laughs> is whatever. He's got this goofy claw, but man, yeah. ever since he saved a little kid, I've been on board the Great Ocon. And then I see him <laughs> literally writing. I can't even say this on YouTube because you'll your channel will get banned. Uh, you guys got to see it to believe it. Go to his Instagram. This man is my new role model. Uh, <laughs> at 44 years of age, I have a new role model. His name is the Goat Ocon. The Goat Ocon, ladies and gentlemen. Hashtag it. Hashtag it. 
but on social media, the Goat Ocon. Yes, he is a viral superstar, and I love every minute of it. Uh, <laughs> we got another comment and feature here. Why didn't Why didn't uh, the Hardys get mad at Gangrel? Uh, he was just in the Bucks corner. Says Nick. I. I I mean, we, we've all said it. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. And and look at this. Because we have Brandon Cutler not playing Lita, but playing Manny Santos from Degrassi. We got Manny Santos in the live chat with us. Thank you, Manny. Thank you, Manny, for, for taking claim of uh, Brandon Cutler dressing like you. You're an icon, and we appreciate your fashion choices because you motivated Brandon Cutler from last night. But yes, Brandon Cutler. The Goto Khan, those are my heroes after this week in AEW for sure. Yep, and yep. E, e Vampire saying everyone is a great Khan stand. Yes, I'm the great old stand. <laughs> the, the fact that he had that certificate, that frame certificate from the cops for being a hero, and he's using that for his heel persona saying, See, I am an arbiter of justice. When doing bad things, when doing heel things, he's 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 brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. There you go. There you go. It's all about great Ocon this week. He's my MVP of the week. Um, Definitely an MVP. <laughs> but like I said, last night we also had WWE SmackDown. Uh, you had the Usos uh, were challenged by Shinsuke Nakamura and Riddle, who uh, have formed their own tag team after their partners were assaulted over the last couple of weeks. Uh I guess I guess Randy's okay with this. Um, <laughs> he, he, Riddle said it was Randy's idea. He did. He did. Yeah. I mean, he did. He did. He did. But I, I, I it don't. It was I don't. Randy's idea, man. Randy <laughs> said I could do this. Right. It seemed. It seemed kind of quick. A quick turnaround for me. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, it, it is very quick. I figured they'd like give it a, a day. I mean, a week or two. But you know, hey, whatever. Hey, fair enough. Uh, but right. we also had the the other prominent Bloodline member, Sami Zayn. He was the uh, special guest on the uh, Kevin Owens show. Where this the was two, great. This was great two. stuff. For the, yeah, Ugh, this was this was amazing. Like this, that part of the show made SmackDown. They had yeah, the best. They have the best did. chemistry. They just they have do. The best they do. No, you're a liar. No, you're a liar. You're not even a part of no, it. You're, you're, a, you're, a you're a moron. You're a liar. You're, 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 you're a liar. You're, leave me alone. Like, liar, liar, like, pants on fire. My pants right. are not on fire. You went That's too far. You went too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, the two delusional friends argued over Elias and uh, and Ezekiel being the same person and whether Sammy is really a part of the bloodline. My best yep. part was Sammy Zayn calling a Kevin Owens oose. That was just, <laughs> just how subtle. Did just you, how did you just subtle. Call me oose? Did you just call me oose? <laughs> just how subtle he did it. I was yeah. just like, wow. <laughs> I was like, that was great. That was just great. Uh, he also had Ronda Rousey and Raquel Rodriguez beat Natalia and Shayna Baszler after the heels interfered in the babyface's singles match at the behest of Shotzi Blackheart, who, who rallied each other up and then got locked in her locker room by yep. Aaliyah. Yeah. Yep. That was a thing. Um, <laughs> yep, that was a thing, guys. The whole feud yeah, based on locking people away. Right. <laughs> uh, the new day revealed Drew McIntyre as their surprise, biggest surprise, uh, tag team partner to beat the br the, the brawling brutes. No, I'm that no, was no exactly. Um, exactly. Pretty okay. obvious. Seemed pretty obvious. But <laughs> you know, like, it, it, right. I love I love Pat McAfee because he was saying everything. I feel like the new day should have been saying he was calling him instead of Big E, Big D. 
the right. Drew Day. We had to rely on Pat, who is a gem and a treasure, by the way, yeah. to give yes. us all that. Yeah. Where was Xavier and Kofi with all these great puns for Drew McIntyre? Right. And I feel like right. Drew should have shown up with a kilt that was the the teal and pink New Day colors. Oh, that would have been and so good. Yes. Yep. As much as I appreciated the dancing, we need a little bit of Drew twerking at the end there. <laughs> yes yes he he gotta he gotta put his back into it you know a little you bit yeah i feel like he does <laughs> you can do it he can put his back into it yes absolutely in my opinion he could um yes the drew day as uh they i put that yep. tweet out first and then michael cole said it so i think nice. you saw my tweet. credit know. credit is due thank you um wwe nxt uh, wait the great o'con is riding on a yeah yes. you can't say that <laughs> Dick. You could say it, you just can't show it. <laughs> there we go. Our producer. Yeah, it's a, it's a giant, right? Yeah, it's a giant mechanical. But the funny thing is, I want to go too now, though. I need to find this place in Vegas. Hey, if you, if this, you want. This, wow. Just get the, wow. into Godo Con, Godo Con's DMs, and, you, and I'm sure he'll point you <laughs> the right direction. Yo, this is hilarious. Way. <laughs> that way, they uh, we got a got one more comment on uh, SmackDown. We got Ryan who says Jimmy looked super intense uh, uh, while Jay was cutting the promo. I wonder if Jimmy was gonna bring up Naomi. I doubt that. No, I think it was nah. it was just for it was just for the them to do the little swerve at the end, which didn't make too much sense because you no. you either go and say you know oh we thank you for absolutely nothing, nothing or you right. say. You say, you know, we we needed only each other, not the fans. They basically said, thank you for all your support for 12 years, and then said, we didn't need any of you. I was like, no, that's, right. that contradicts what you just said. I was like... <laughs> yeah, it was a little. It was a little on the lazy side. Maybe if if Heyman was there, he could have he could have put them in a more original direction because we've seen that kind right. of promo before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Annika saying, riding on a what, Chrissy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> We also got Bala B who says a giant mechanical penis. Yes. Oh, all right. That's what it was. That's the correct. In case anybody was curious about that. (laughs) The correct way. The correct way. Oh, no, you got to do the other one. The other one is much better. Yep. That's the D machine. That one. Yep. That's a good one. That's the better one. one. Yep. Uh, NXT 2.0 they did 551,000 viewers uh, this week the show was highlighted by Braun Breaker getting himself disqualified against uh, Duke Hudson in the main event thanks to more mind games from Joe Gacy you also had Nikita Lyons unfortunately was announced as being removed from the women's breakout tournament after she revealed to be uh, to have a partially torn MCL Uh, she was replaced by Tiffany Stratton who beat Fallon Henley to move on into uh, to the finals of the women's breakout tournament, she will face Roxanne Perez, who defeated Lash Legend in the semifinals. Mandy Rose beat Indy Hartwell, and then was hit with a sack of balls in the face. Mm-hmm. Yes, a literal, literal sack of balls. <laughs> we, we talked about the ball sack there. <laughs> exactly. We, we've talked about the D machine and now a sack of balls. Where uh, is where is Goto Khan? He should be in NXT. That is the, right. NXT. Right. NXT is the horniest show in wrestling. It really is. <laughs> I appreciate on that that show as horny as all get out. Where is the Goto Khan? He needs to be signing up for NXT. He's like, change my name. That's fine. I don't care. I want in on this. Great Khan wants some toxic attraction. 
Exactly. I was about to say, like, he wants to visit the toxic attraction. He was mm-hmm. the toxic lounge. He should, he would fit yep. right in there. Yep. Uh, Wendy Chu challenged Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's title at In Your House next Saturday, while Toxic Attraction were challenged by Caden Carter and Katana Chance for the Women's Tag Team titles. Uh, Steve, what's what do you like about NXT 2.0 since the, the rebrand, besides all the horniness? Mm-hmm. Man, I uh, <clears throat> there. I, I actually, it's funny because I used to be super anti NXT because I was a big fan of the of the gold and, and black brand. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate how they've how they've turned it into basically like I mean I, I call it the horniest show, but it is it's it's it has very much sort of like I don't know a high school slash college atmosphere, and I really appreciate that aspect of it. A lot of the characters are goofy. But I feel like there's a place for that in pro wrestling that doesn't really exist too much in WWE. Um, I like I like the little things, to be honest with you. Like, you know, on main roster, for and, and I bring this up because they used to be in a tag team together, but you have Veer on main roster, who I feel like they're doing <clears throat> a disservice to. He's a monster, but he talks like a monster too. And I think it'd be much cooler if he was a monster who who is like either soft spoken or articulate or something you have that in NXT with the Sangha character who I know he's like a bit player but last week when he saw him in a, in a very calm voice try to talk to Wesley and and, and Nathan Frazier say look I don't think there is any dis- guys your size are not going to etc cetera, etc cetera, and Wesley pops off on him well Sangha is like a gentle giant I like that amount of nuance in my characters and I feel like they're starting to come around to that in NXT and I like how they've been able to pivot Wesley into a guy and they obviously haven't explicitly referenced the Nash Carter stuff um mm-hmm. but now he's on his own he's trying to figure that out and Sangha is going to be helping him I like those little stories along the way. That's the kind of stuff that I like. The Braun Breaker Gacy stuff does nothing for me. The Druids are going to be, sadly, end up being the Grizzled Young Veterans, which bums me out because I was oh, a huge God. fan of them. Um, and uh, But no, there, there's a lot of little things. I think Tiffany Stratton, her character is one-dimensional. Hopefully, they will add some layers to that because she is coming along in the ring. I like mm-hmm. her her finisher. The, the Twisting Vader Bomb is actually a really cool finisher. And yeah. her in-ring stuff is coming along really, really well. So I like and yep. I think that they I think that they see that, um, which is why they put her in this tournament. Um, so yeah, those are the things that sort of stand out to me uh as as things to pay attention to. So I I like how the characters are starting to build relationships and it's feeling like one big show as opposed to a bunch of separate things happening all on their own. I like that everybody sort of interacts with everybody. I, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, I just love the the emphasis on the women's division in general. Like, true, absolutely. Always features yeah, only on that women. one. Yeah, yeah. The the women are like the, the highlight of that whole of the whole brand. <laughs> La- I think I think last week it was last week or two weeks ago. <clears throat> every match featured women. There was like yeah. I think mm-hmm. one mixed yep. tag match, but otherwise it was all women's matches, and it was like. Okay, there we go. That's that's nice. That's not that's refreshing to see. Yeah, yeah. I'd be counting like they had like twenty one women featured yeah. on that one episode. It's just yeah. it's always very very women centric. Mm-hmm. Romeo, Steve, can you repeat what you said about uh, Goto Khan in NXT? Um, I wanted to see. Did I cut out or something? Because <clears throat> I want to no, see. This is a setup. This is a setup. It's a <laughs> oh okay okay yeah I think you know NXT being the horniest wrestling show on TV would be perfect 
for the Goto Khan. Goto Khan wants a piece of that. Oh, there he is. There he is. Look at the, the speed with which Romeo delivered that. He's got the ball sack right there with Wendy Chu. That is just, oh, my God. Well I can't. Wow. Why? He wanted Why? to get hit with the sack of balls. He wanted to get yeah, that. One of the ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> cheeks on cheeks, as uh, as Annika cheeks said. On, the, cheeks on cheeks. The cheeks yep. on cheeks show. Uh, we also had Raw this week. Uh, they did 1.732 million viewers. The show featured Becky Lynch defeating Asuka to make the Raw women's, the women's uh, title match at Hell in a Cell a triple threat match. You had Riddle and the Street Profits beat the Usos and Sami Zayn in a fun six-man tag team opener after Randy Orton was announced as out with a bat an injured back. You also had uh, Cody uh, beat Miz by disqualification, and then after the match, it was uh, Seth Rollins and Miz that jumped Cody, and then uh, Seth stole a the Cody leather belt from a fan from a and whipped mm -hmm. Cody. Child, yeah. Yes. A damn child. What a heel. What a heel. And of course, great, Cody, great the baby stuff. face, gave it back to the kid because he is, yep. he is America's sweetheart. Uh, what was the highlight <laughs> of the show for you, Miss Christy Love? Uh, I love that, uh, uh, Seth, Roll I love Seth freaking Rollins, the character. This is like one of his best at his best and him just yanking the, not even just like saying, give it to me. He yanked it from the child's hands and went and slapped the hell out of Cody in the back. Such great shit. I mean, and then Oscar accidentally kicking Bianca in the face, which was great stuff because of Becky Lynch, all good stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was the highlights of the of the three hour show. Those three seconds. Yeah, those, those things. Yeah. I thought I thought Riddle Riddle's opening promo with Randy. I thought I thought that you know the, I, Riddle's come that a long good. way yes. from the days of him just yeah. being a rambling stoner. Now he's a stoner with emotion, and uh, and I like mm -hmm. to see different sides of characters. And his opening promo, where it looked like he was on the verge of tears talking about how randy's right. not been doing well the past couple of months he's had a bad back injury and he's been pushing through it for the benefit of rk bro for his benefit um right. i thought that was really really well done and if they're going to do riddle if riddle's going to be the bloodline hunter now uh culminating in a money in the bank match against roman reigns which is maybe where this is going um i think they're setting that up pretty nicely Mm -hmm. Yes, and we're, we're going to talk about Money in the Bank because there's a lot to, to talk about in regards to that show. Uh, the last couple of things that we missed during the week, you had New Japan Pro Wrestling, Best of Super Juniors, some great matches over the last week. El Lindemann beat El Desperado, Despi beat uh, Willie Yuta, Hiromo Takahashi beat Impact X Division Champion Ace Austin, Yo defeated Hiromu. In the best and the longest match of the tournament, Robbie Eagles defeated El Fan. Tasmo and then Ace Austin, who's probably been the most protected and the mm -hmm. and kind of the MVP of the tournament so far. He defeated Taji Ishimori, the IWGP heavy, uh, junior heavyweight champion. So the A block standings have Ishimori and Ace Austin with 10 points, and the B block is led by El Fantasmo and El Dorado with, with 10 points. Best of the Super Juniors, I I've been trying to catch up. I'm like one show off, but some really great action over the last, last week. A lot of guys that I didn't think were standing out before are standing out. Like El Fantasmo has been great. Like I said, Ace Austin, uh, Alex Zane as well. The Americans, it's been a very great addition having like the uh, the foreign talent in Japan for this.
They seem to love Ace Austin. And I love to yeah. see that because this dude is so much. I have not watched a lot of the best of Super Juniors, but I've seen a couple of his matches uh, uh, from the best of the Super Juniors. And you can tell he is having the time of his life as well. Um, and, uh, and, and he's really given everything he has in that ring, putting on some killer matches. It would not shock me whatsoever. He's a young dude. Maybe he'd want to go full-time in Japan. It would not shock me if New Japan wanted to sign this guy away from Impact. I don't know what his deal is like over there, but uh, it wouldn't shock me to see a lot more of Ace Austin in New Japan. Yeah, and this is another one uh, with Alex Zane and Ace Austin on social media. They're doing the inverse of Great Ocon yeah, yeah. in Las Vegas. Like a yes. student exchange program, yeah. <laughs> It basically is. They're having a great time in Japan. Alex Zane with his taco, taco, trying to find Taco Bell in Japan, which is great <laughs> on social media. Uh, speak, speaking of Alex Zane, you had GCW this past week. Uh, they had the Maniac Show. Speedball Mike Bailey beat Masha Slamovic in a tremendous match. You had Bandito defeat Nick Wayne in a high-octane banger. You had Bussy, your favorite, Miss Chrissy Love. They beat the uh, Samoan Savages to retain the GCW World Tag Team titles. And then the most notable thing on the show, you had Drew Parker defeat Joey Janela in the main event. And in that match, Joey Janela did a flaming super kick with his boot on fire and nearly couldn't put the fire out. Of course, uh, Booker T, our favorite analyst in the world, uh, said, it said that this was the stupidest thing he's ever seen in wrestling. Steve, where does it rank for you? Oh, man, probably not even top 10, to be honest with you. I mean, I've seen a lot of stupid shit in wrestling, man. And I know Booker T has as well. I mean, he was there in WCW in the year 2000. I think Vince Russo winning that title was probably close to the number one spot for me. Uh, but uh, I think what was extra stupid about this was the fact there was no fire extinguisher. I was at the show in that building earlier in the day for L.A. fights because I was visiting L.A., uh, and uh, I'm glad that I didn't have to suffer through another fire incident. Another stupid thing I've seen in my life back in 2000, uh, I was at the XPW show in LA where Supreme got caught on fire and, wow. uh, and, and they put out the ring before they put him out. So uh, I've been around fire and wrestling. I don't like it. I was glad I wasn't there, but this doesn't even rank in the top 10 for most stupidest things in all of wrestling. Not even, not even close for me. I mean, it was stupid not to have uh, the fire extractors. I definitely agree with you. Water does not work like that. I just want to let GCW know that <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah. It'll make it worse. Makes mm -hmm. it worse, yes. And then finally, Impact on Access TV. They had Violent by Design defeat Josh Alexander and the Briscoes in a six-man main event. The Br the Briscoes were challenged by the Good Brothers for the Impact World Tag Team titles. That's going to be at Slammiversary. Trey Miguel beat Alex Shelley to advance to the X Division title Ultimate X match. And Honor No More interfered to break up the Impact throwback match of Chris Saban versus AEW's own Frankie Kazarian. But that leads us to our news rundown because we had some WWE news that we got to get to on this show here. It appears WWE Money in the Bank 2022 is no longer being held at Alliance Stadium, the home of last year's <laughs> SummerSlam event. Uh, the PW Insider reports that according to sources within WWE, the event will be moving out of Alliance Stadium to MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. Additionally, Fightful Sean Ross app reports that wwe also sent out the following email to fans that the event will now take place at mgm graham confirming the move and it 
an internal memo was reportedly sent today by WWE, which said Money in the Bank will now be home, be held at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, and the event will still be held on July 2nd. The report also notes that the ticket holders for Money in the Bank at Alliance Stadium will be granted access to an exclusive pre-sale to purchase tickets for the newly moved event first before tickets go back on sale to the general public, but everybody will be refunded with their tickets from Alliance Stadium, and they sold more tickets than what's available at the new arena, which makes this a very glaring move by WWE. This is the first time in 31 years that WWE was forced to move a planned stadium show to a smaller sized arena since WrestleMania 7 in 1991, when they had bomb threats moved the show uh that event was originally scheduled for the los angeles memorial coliseum before moving to the la sports arena wwe stated at the time that the event will be moved uh as a result of security issues and wwe money in the bank 2022 is scheduled for the same night as ufc 276 which is during international fight week that's going to be at the larger t-mobile arena money in the bank for alliance stadium was part of a plan for wwe to hold premium live events in larger grander venues and previously wwe announced that back at uh money back at SummerSlam 2021 and a promo video was released for the show during wrestlemania backlash showing cody rhodes inside alliance stadium talking about this year's money in the bank winner would have a chance to headline wrestlemania 39 and now the video has been set to private on wwe's then what we must. Have, I, I've forgotten all about it. Then uh, <laughs> it, it's not in existence anymore. Look at that. It, it oh, never happened. They're gonna zap you like uh, Men in Black. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like the Will Smith. They got the Will yep. Smith pen. Um, the Wrestling Observer newsletter reports that, as you might have guessed, the reason the show was moved was due to a lower amount of ticket sales than expected Shocking. for a stadium show. Right. However, it's Shocking. believed that WWE did end up selling more tickets than would fit in MGM Grand Garden Arena. Uh, that is likely why WWE didn't just transfer the tickets over to the new arena. It was also noted that ticket holders were given a password that were, would uh, give them priori priority for new tickets in a pre-sale on June 2nd, mm -hmm. but okay. that password has already been leaked to non-ticket holders, <gasps> so it's possible wow. that those who originally had a ticket for Money in the Bank will no longer be able to attend. Ticket holders Why were they told... Why don't automatic transfer and just say, hey, your ticket has been transferred to... Okay, never mind. Because they can't okay. do it for everybody. Because there's do... too many tickets sold versus what's available oh. in a new venue. So if people have arranged, made travel arrangements... There's like an overlap of like six or seven thousand tickets that people wow. have purchased. Now they're gonna be out. There's gonna be a mad musical chairs esque scramble, especially now that the password's leaked. This is uh this is not shocking. WWE, there's no way they can run eight stadium shows each right. year. I mean, that's mm -hmm. basically one every month and a half. That's the demand for professional wrestling is not there. It was never gonna right. be there. This isn't 1998 no. anymore. This was yeah. never going to work. This was never going to work. They're two in the same month. Two in yeah. the same month. First of all, why do we have two pay-per-views in the same month? It doesn't make any sense. Like, just make money in the bank later. Like, you don't have to have them back-to-back. -back. This is good yeah. for them. This is what they deserve, stupid. This yeah. would have made sense in 2000, not mm -hmm. 2022. Yeah. Uh, according to... I was just going to say that it's a Legion Stadium, not a Lion Stadium. 
Oh, Elite. Sure we got it right. Excuse me. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, according to Wrestle or Wrestle Takes, uh, there were seventeen thousand nine hundred twenty-four tickets out before the news. Although a chunk of those uh, would have uh, been comped and or held back, and they were only expecting around twenty-five thousand to thirty thousand for the show. Finally, the reason WWE didn't go to T-Mobile Arena was because of the UFC event, and of course. Tony Khan couldn't help himself from Teddy taking Khan. a shot at WWE uh, over there moving uh, Money in the Bank uh, from the stadium. And the AEW president posted to Twitter on Friday talking about his busy day yesterday. And I quote, he said, yesterday was one of my favorite days, including great visits with fans plus media, a trip to L.A. for the most fulfilling meeting of my life with Warner Discovery leadership, dinner with my dad and Dana White, where I got to break the news to Dana about Money in the bank moving to MGM today. <laughs> hashtag AEW Rampage on TNT. Oh, and then in God. the thread, he petty, also put petty. he also put genius move trying to take on Dana and the UFC in Vegas during International Fight Week. See you tonight on Friday night. AEW AEW Rampage on TNT at a special time tonight, 6 30 p.m. Eastern time. Steve. What's your thoughts on this? What seems like it's going to be a whole mess for WWE concerning moving from uh, Alliant or Allegiant Stadium uh, and then to the MGM Grand? You know, man, as as much as my, my, my theory on this is Vince McMahon at one point was offered maybe $4 billion for the WWE. He hmm. wants 10 Probably completely and totally unreasonable. That's why they bring Nick Khan in. And he's blowing smoke up Vince's ass. Hey, you're the WWE. You got Hogan, Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Cena in your library. You're the next Marvel. You're going to get $10 billion and I can help you. There's enough people out there who would fill eight stadiums every single year. Guess what? That ain't going to happen, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> no, man. I'm sorry. You know, you got to come back to earth at a certain point. You're you're worried about the NBA playoffs when the NBA playoffs back in 1998 were worried about you. You're worried right, about Monday Night right. Football Hello. when they used to be worried about you. That it's not reasonable, and you can't be setting expectations so high. They were going to run 25,000 in a venue that could hold 60,000, so they were already setting up to lower their expectations way yep, down. Failure, mm -hmm. and they couldn't even come close to that. Yep. So. Um, I don't know. I, I I feel like this is this is you know we're gonna forget about this when the WWE does something else stupid two weeks from now. But <laughs> but in the moment, in this moment, yeah, it's okay to point and laugh because you think you're bigger than you are. You think you're the end all be all in pro wrestling. Guess what? You're not. And as far as Tony Khan's concerned, yeah, we get it. Life of a billionaire is probably pretty good, isn't it? We don't have right. to be reminded of it all right, the time. Right, and by the way, maybe right. feature a couple more women on your cable show. Exactly. Worry about your own product. Don't worry about being petty on on social media. It's 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 funny. It's so funny. funny to it's me. so funny, right? It is. It is funny to me because Tony just couldn't help himself. Uh, that had to have been after a few beers with Dana White. It had to have been <laughs> probably, and given Tony's size, probably like two. Yes. Yes. I, I've seen him at a bar. He will get he will get the most expensive bottle at the back of the bar just to have shots and seem like a billionaire at the bar. So mm -hmm. that's, yeah. that's yeah. must be nice. Must be nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ten ten thousand dollar bottle. I've seen him one time at a bar. Uh that's Chris, nothing to him. <laughs> exactly. Chrissy, uh, what do you think about this whole money in the bank fiasco? 
It it just like first of all, again, uh, like we were just saying, why do you need two back to back stadium events in the same month? It doesn't make any sense. Leave I don't I, I know you're trying to make money in a bank something that's really big like the big like the big four that you already have. You don't need to, friend. It's okay. It's so it, you have the big four for a reason. Let them stay that way. They were are the big four. It proves itself. People are more expected to be at SummerSlam than Money in the Bank. That's just what it is. And for you to put it in this huge, big arena, no, not arena, stadium, excuse me, because it's a stadium, and you do all these promos and everything like that, now you want us to forget it. Come on. Like, really? Like, that was just, it's just dumb. Like, you, we didn't need, I hate when they do two events in one month anyway. It doesn't make sense. You don't need it back to, I've been saying this for a long time anyway, you don't need all of these pay-per-views. You don't. You don't even have storylines to build up these things. So why have all these pay-per-views? <laughs> There should there should be eight pay-per-views regardless, not 12, 13, 14, whatever they're going to do, plus right. Saudi shows. You should just have eight in the first place. Concentrate on eight, put them in arenas. Maybe then the demand will be there for the big, for for like, I don't know, four stadium shows, which I think they do two now, Mania and SummerSlam. Look, Money in the Bank, in my uh, opinion, is like the number Rumble. three. Like you got the Rumble, which is like my favorite. WrestleMania right, right. obviously is a big, big deal. SummerSlam's great, but for my money, money in the bank with the cash-ins, with the intrigue, the actual money in the bank matches are usually pretty good. You can do a lot with that. That can be your number three big pay-per-view or your number four big pay-per-view because nobody cares about Survivor Series anymore. Um, nope. So, like, nope. the idea to do it in a stadium... They don't even care not, about uh, Survivor Series. Sorry. They don't <laughs> even care about that anymore. Exactly. The idea to do it in a stadium is not a terrible idea, but the placement is wonky because it's in between WrestleMania right. and SummerSlam. You can't, you, just, right. you, you can't do that. You can't do it. Yep. It's silly. It was just a silly move to begin with. We got the legit underboss, Jimmy Thompson, Thomas, saying, Steve, you got to get them on the Smash Zone. Oh, the Smash Zone we do on Twitch every single Thursday night. We watch old wrestling clips. We watch old episodes of Family Feud, old Press Your Luck. It's, oh, it's wild nice. fun over there. Yeah, man. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I would love we, to do that. We, yeah, that's We fun. would be yeah, down yeah, for yeah. that. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll set up the invite soon. <laughs> Great. Uh, we got a new report as some additional details on Sasha Banks and Naomi's WWE walkout on last week's Raw. Uh, Fightful Select had a new report that clarified a rumor about when Banks and Naomi left the show, noting that several talent and staff have reiterated that Banks and Naomi left at the start of the of mm -hmm. last week's Monday Night Raw after it had already begun. This was after uh, the same person who brought out the story on social media of Sasha and Naomi's side uh, said that they left at a, at about like 7 p.m. way before the show had started. Uh, several other people the outlet spoke to speculated that once the show had begun, they wouldn't be able to talk about the situation with Vince McMahon anymore because he would be busy with the show. The report notes that as of 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time, the original six-way women's number one contenders match was still listed eternally, but had no producer or referee was listed. As has been noted, back these segments were listed for Becky Lynch, but there were no segments for any other participants at that point. In addition, 
The site notes that WWE has repeated that the removal of Banks and Naomi from WWE shop is not an indication of a release from the company for the two. The move is part of their indefinite suspension over the matter, and it has been said that there's no any indication of an end coming to the matter as of as of this week, and neither woman uh, was scheduled for Raw or SmackDown this week as well. Jimmy Uso, who is married to Naomi, is not expected to be affected by the situation, as we saw on SmackDown last night, and there's no word on any stance uh, he's taken on the matter. WWE is hammering home the idea that Sasha Banks and Naomi disappointed uh, the fans using the phrase again on Raw this week's Monday's episode saw Corey Graves recap the situation during Nikki A.S.H.'s entrance for her match with Alexa Bliss and put the blame on Banks and Naomi. Last week it was the WWE, he said and I quote last week it was the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship and the, and the then Women's Tag Team Champions Sasha Banks and Naomi would leave during the broadcast of Monday Night Raw, Graves said, walk out of their arena during the show, and Nikki A.S.H. and Drew Drop were actually scheduled to be part of the six-pack challenge main event. Sasha Banks and Naomi would relinquish those championships and disappointed the WWE Universe in the process. During Tuesday's episode of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer spoke about the ongoing situation with Sasha Banks and Naomi, who were suspended indefinitely. According to the report, Naomi only has two months left on her contract, and an earlier report stated that Banks also had a contract that was set to expire. However, the wording of the contracts of both wrestlers states that WWE does have the option to freeze their deals for failing to perform, and that would mean that they would still be under contract until WWE unfreezes those contracts. They have done this in the past for wrestlers with injuries, such as Brody Lee, and the move is usually done so that the company doesn't lose out on the dates with that wrestler. And the latest development that we heard was uh, that Naomi removed all the WWE references from her Twitter bio. Now Naomi has re- removed all references from her, her bio on all of social media, noted by Wrestling Inc. And the bio referred to her before as WWE Superstar and had Feel the Glow hashtag. Now just to ca- contains the likes of her Twitter, her Instagram and TikTok accounts. Her Twitter handle has not been changed from Naomi WWE, though. And according to the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, WWE has decided to pull the team's merchandise to send a message to the locker room. There is said to be a lot of discussion in the locker room with Banks being painted in a negative light, and Naomi is seen as just supporting her friend, but not being the cause of this situation. It was noted that even those who were normally not pro-management were not against management in this situation, and was also noted that neither Sasha Banks nor Naomi are being paid during their suspension. Steve, we talked about this for about 90 minutes last week because this was such a big topic. What's been your thoughts on this whole entire situation (laughs) with Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out last week? I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I watched a lot of your discussion because I, you know, I do a little bit of research. I'm about to uh, uh, hang out in somebody's house. Um, and I agree with a lot of what, what was said on the show here. Um, and, uh, and I'll be honest with you, though, if you look at it now from Naomi's perspective, from Sasha, especially Sasha Banks' perspective, number one, Sasha Banks on the WWE, she can she can not go back there. She can uh, uh, find a, a Star Wars series to be a part of. She can she can be part of the Marvel universe. She can do whatever she wants. She can do she whatever is, she wants. Yep. She's building her. If she wants to wrestle, she can go anywhere else and wrestle. The thing about the contracts is kind of interesting because, from what I think I understand, and I am not, and that's not a lot. Um, if they only have two months left on their contract, it's not like WWE can in perpetuity freeze their contract 
I think they can only freeze it for the length of time remaining on their contract. So if they have two months on it, they'll have four months before they are right. free and clear, which is not that long, much long of a time. It's not like a Mustafa Ali situation where he had like two years. Um, mm -hmm, another mm -hmm. thing, the more WWE gets petty with this situation on air, so the more their <sighs> value increases for Sasha Banks and Naomi. Yep. Every time they bring attention to this, it adds more intrigue to it for them. So their return has more value or when they go somewhere else, more value. When Naomi yeah. wants to speak out after her contract is done within four months, she has more value, more eyeballs paying attention to her. Sasha Banks is only increasing her value. So she'll get back on kevin hart's show or wherever she wants to go <laughs> yep. mm -hmm. and shoot on the wwe because they're coming off as petty so I, yep. there's no downside to this for sasha banks and naomi because they don't need the wwe especially sasha she's a big name but even naomi she'll be able to capitalize off this as well so mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm wwe you shut up you bring them back as soon as possible because the longer you wait the bigger of a deal they become. It's incredibly mm -hmm. poor poker playing from Vince McMahon and the WWE. So I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking in this situation. They're trying to send a message to the locker room. Right. Well, yep. if yeah. The locker yep. room, it, I mean, the locker room, they're already going to know. Look, wrestlers have more leverage, and that's what Vince hates. He does not want his wrestlers to have leverage. They have so much more leverage these days than back in like 1998 or 2002 when Stone Cold Steve Austin walked out. They exactly. got a lot more leverage. Vince doesn't like that. He doesn't know what to do in this situation. Yeah, that, that's why I kept saying. Like, I know a lot of people want to compare this to Stone Cold. This ain't 20 and 2002. It's, yeah, it's not this, the same. No, it's it is definitely not the same. Different it's not. landscape for what these wrestlers can do. <sighs> Sasha Banks can walk on a director set tomorrow and be yep. Yep. To totally fine. Miss Chrissy Love, uh, Annika said, unleash the Chrissy. Your thoughts <laughs> on, on the latest with uh, this whole situation where it seems like they're trying to kind of keep making an example of Sasha and Naomi in this. I, I don't it, it, it's not to copy what Steve just said, but it's like the more you talk about it and the more you make this narrative, people are going to side more with them. And you don't you, you you keep saying that they let us down. No, they didn't let me down. They didn't they didn't let anyone down because the they weren't there. You know, so the people are not going to know anything that happened if they don't know that they're not there. But you keep making it a, a point and a purpose to make sure that these girls look so bad. That's where we are right now. And the more you talk about them, the like the more their stocks are going to keep going up. Now, oh, we're going to keep them longer. Okay, keep them longer. Guess what? They're going to still be on social media. They don't have to post anything, but people will post things of them, and they will still be seen. Ha having yep. not a care in the damn world. Yep. Don't be, yep. not even, they're not even phased by this. More, more Sasha. Sasha's not even phased by this. And this just shows you when she went, uh, when they did her documentary, she went away, she's like, I had to just take a step back. And I had to understand why I love this. So that's why I took it. I traveled. Yes, I walked out. That's right. I I had to, because I wasn't feel I I was not feeling the way I should feel for doing this the business that I love to do. So yes, walk away, and she will be paid to be on someone's show. She can be on someone's reality event. She can do it all, and and they will pay her, and she will go. Naomi is is the same way. Fine, fine, uh, Lana, 
aka CJ, and do the same shit like she does. Lana is not having a care in the damn world. Lana is yes. having one of the best times. She's got brands with Fashion Nova, pretty little things that I shop from. But you know, these things all, you know, are all there. So you see these things, and these ladies are they have so many followers. Get your Twitch back on. You will make your money some other way. Mm-hmm. Her episode Absolutely. with Kevin Hart was amazing. Mm-hmm. So yep. good. So funny. Yep. Yeah, and Sasha Sasha Banks seems like on social media, she's not even phased by this. She's at she concerts, even, having yep. a, having a good time, just yes. just minding her own business. Uh, we got Maggie Rita saying uh, Naomi's Rumble return uh, made mainstream media headlines. She is charisma personified. I hope she capitalizes on this huge. And yeah, like, that's did. a great point by like yeah. Steve. Like they are just making themselves look bad by the way they have responded. I said this last week. If they just would have at what they said what last they said, week on yes. SmackDown, yep. mm-hmm. didn't do the statement, didn't do the extra comment this week. They would be perfectly fine, and a lot of they people would be, would be so siding yep. with WWE. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they have handled this so so, so poorly. poorly, and the optics of it, based yes. on everything we know of what's happened lately, with everything we brought up last week, it just doesn't look good when it's two African American women and they're acting in this way. It just does not look good at all. And then the other thing is they did not announce this match before so so why are they keep acting like like this was something that was promoted Mm-hmm. Yeah, disappointed the fans. We said we would have the match. Like we've you been disappointed in the women's when, tag division for months now. Stop when it. They had Jimmy Smith Stop and Corey it. Graves announce the match. They knew they had a problem with it, regardless yeah. of if they had left or not. They knew that Sasha Banks and Naomi had a problem with it, but they just kept going along with it. But I could just imagine the. I, I wish there was like you know they got cameras everywhere backstage. Could you imagine? Yes, the, the look least, uh, on Johnny Ace's uh, big red face. When they put those tag team titles, and you know, given this dude is probably sitting there thinking, "Who am I going to send uh, a garbage bag to next? Which of our <laughs> women's competitors that we just released am I going to send garbage a garbage bag with all their gear in it to it next?" You know how this dude feels about women. You know, you know yeah, how yeah. what his history is like. Imagine two black women showing up with their tag titles. Doesn't work for me, brother. That's what they said, for, yep, and they yep, walked out. Could you imagine and, the look on his face? It was probably right. priceless. And uh, and good for them for walking out. Nobody sides no. with the companies anymore. We no, get the no. story directly from the wrestlers, from the workers. We get the story from them. Nobody's going to side with the giant corporation of WWE on this. Correct. We're Correct. siding with Correct. the wrestlers. That's the only reason to watch WWE anyways, because of the wrestlers and what they give us. It's not the creative. It's not the behind the scenes stuff because they drop the ball consistently. It's about the performers. That's who the people are going to be siding with. They didn't let us down. WWE has been letting us down. Yes. Naomi has been yes. one of the most creative wrestlers in the <laughs> ring with her mm-hmm. branding, with her wrestling, with her Royal Rumble yep. appearances. Mm-hmm. She has been one of the most creative people. And they have that title that she had with all the LEDs on it to match her Thank whole getup. Was that was what- they could have been selling those left and right. But they saw the fiend uh, ugliness belt that looked like garbage <laughs> for mm-hmm. how much do- how much do- dollars and people mm-hmm. bought that shit. Like, like, like come on, they sold mm-hmm. that for six. I would have paid six hundred for the glow mm-hmm. title. I yeah. would have. 
I would have, I would have, I, I don't know how I would have done it, but I, I probably would have invested in one of those, those, that, that's a bet I would have invested in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, she has given everything she had and you're absolutely right. She can yeah. hop on her phone as soon as she's allowed to brand yep. deals, endorsements, AEW, yep. wherever she wants to go. Naomi will be fine. Sasha Banks is going to be, she's going to be writing her own ticket for as long as she wants to. She yep. will be fine for the rest of her life. I don't know if she that said it. I, I don't know if it was like a, a, a you know, little gems, like little bullets. This is like shown to us, but she's been giving us little nuggets here and there. Like, I, I know what I'm worth. I don't have to do this. I've mm -hmm. done what I needed to do. And I've only done it in a short span of time. I mm -hmm. know what I'm, I know what I can do. Why doesn't, why, why are we not paying a narrative for Charlotte and other girls? Just hey, saying. Yeah, I mean it. It is what. Sorry, it is. Romeo, but this, I just need to get is, that as an example. <laughs> this is going to be a, a topic I think that's going to go on for a while. We had the Russell Vos tweet that was like, "It's it's going to get worse before it gets any better." And I'm, yeah, I'm, I, so that, that's what so it seems sad. like after after a whole week of this. It seems like that's the case. But the other big news from last week was the Wrestling Observer newsletter reports that the decision for Stephanie McMahon to take a leave of absence from WWE was several months in the making. This is and this is likely isn't a short-term hiatus. The company is looking for a replacement as chief brand officer or at least someone to take over the responsibilities of the job. There are said to be people quietly saying negative things about McMahon's time there who were not high on her. One person noted that there were people frustrated with her because they would ask her something and she'd run it by Vince McMahon because all things in WWE go through Vince McMahon first. Another person wondered how many people would replace her, either one or more than that. While the story about her leaving uh, to focus on her family is true, it's not the only reason. Other reasons have been kept quiet, and one person said they can say for sure that she won't be back soon and may not ever come back as chief brand officer, period. So, this wow. is like this is like a hidden story. I think that this is another one that is going to develop over time. Like I said last week, from what I've heard from people that work in the WWE office, they were told they were told that it was a health reason why she was uh, taking time off. And I don't know if that's a health reason for her, right, health reason right. for someone in the family, but mm -hmm. it's like you're hearing different stuff across the board. What's been your your take on this on this news, Steve? Uh, you know what, man? It's so difficult to speculate, and it's it is what it is. I mean, all, all you can really say is when they brought Nick Khan in, as 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 experienced as Stephanie McMahon is, dealing with that level of corporate know how and experience, when you bring in a guy like Nick Khan, they're probably. I sort of relate it to talking about the Sacramento Kings again, back when the the goofy Maloofs owned the the Kings. They didn't really know what they were doing. And so when you have a legitimate owner uh, with Vivek Ranadive, when he came in, he's a legit billionaire. He knows the corporate thing as opposed to being run like a mom and pop shop. Well, WWE is right. turning the corner where they're trying to get their books in order to sell the company for a ton of money. That's why you bring Nick Khan in. So it wouldn't shock me if they brought in somebody with a lot more experience in the corporate world, not the wrestling world, not the WWE right. world, but mm -hmm. in the corporate world to, to run the show where Stephanie used to be doing it. I'm not there. I don't know. For all I know, look, Triple H was out with that heart uh, problem for a very long time. His responsibilities have shifted now. 
They have a whole family. And maybe this is simply her wanting to say, hey, look, dad's been out. I've been working a lot. I got to go be with my babies as a parent. uh, I know what that's like. Um, And so maybe that's the case. But it also wouldn't shock me if, yeah, maybe they needed to shuffle some stuff around because they're getting serious about a new TV deal on the horizon, potentially maybe trying to sell the company for a big sum to NBC Universal. Maybe Stephanie's not that person. But again, I don't know how responsible it is for me to speculate on that, given that I'm not there. And, and you know, this is personal stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. Interesting, though. Definitely interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there we go. There's the future, the future brand officer. They <laughs> yeah. saw what she did. She, they saw it's all about the like, like frantic I'm says this here. WWE is like HBO secession. Yes, it is. It is. It, it, it really it, is. It though. really is. It, it really is. is. <laughs> yep. But Shane always just like be having a hissy fit and like, yeah, I'm gonna leave. Then I'll be in the background. Now I want to come back to work. Blah blah blah. It's just the same shit. Mm-hmm. Spent a yeah. lot of drama with the McMahon family this year, bringing up Shane. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that is true. Speaking of executive positions, PW Insider reports Jeff Jarrett has returned to WWE in executive position and will now oh, be in charge God. of live events. A source stated that Jarrett was taking over live events and he will officially start his new job next week. Jarrett previously worked backstage for WWE as a producer starting in t- uh, January 2019, and he was then moved to the creative team that March and later moved into live events side in an executive role when COVID-19 put uh, events on hiatus. Jared quietly left the company. Chrissy Love, what do you mm. think of J-E double F, J-A double R, E double T returning to WWE in an executive position? I, I knew something was happening because they showed him on Stone Cold Session. I was like, okay, something is happening where he's one coming back or he's going to be on TV or something like that. I mean, if he's going to do something good and help you know, something backstage because they definitely need help backstage. So just don't be a yes man. Try to like go against the grain and give us some good shit because right now it's not, it's not looking good. Go to SmackDown. We need you over at SmackDown, friend. Need you in any, any. Well, yeah, but I think SmackDown is the one that's like suffering. <laughs> yeah, SmackDown, SmackDown's on the downturn these days. I think, you know what? It used to Jeff be the show. Jared, like, I don't know. Yeah, they go through phases where like it's raw is decent and then SmackDown's crap and then it switches. They can't seem to focus on one show at the same right, time. It's rare that right. they have both good episodes. But, yeah. you know, Jeff Jarrett, he's uh, this dude has been in the bit. Again, you know, if you're looking at dealing with the wrestlers, dealing with uh, with creative Jeff Jarrett, I, I, I was never a fan of his back in the day. But right, uh-huh. understanding now, having seen interviews with him and whatnot, what his contributions to the business, bringing TNA to the table, you know, uh, being the guy who said, hey, you know, the knockouts division, the women's wrestling should be prominent. Uh, uh, the the X division, innovative wrestling should be prominent in wrestling. I don't know. I kind of feel like I, I, I don't know how much he's going to be involved in creative necessarily. But in terms of having Jeff Jarrett, his wrestling mind in WWE, probably not a terrible thing you know i mean mm-hmm. having listened to his philosophies on wrestling versus like bruce pritchard's philosophies in wrestling mm, i'm more of a things. jeff jarrett guy right. i'm more of a johnny things. ace yeah i'm more of a jeff jarrett guy um yep. so uh so yeah I'm, I'm i'm cool with jeff jarrett i like him yeah and like sammy sammy uh joe says better than russo that's for sure that's uh, for anything, sure right, yeah anything is better than that guy mm-hmm. like <laughs> absolutely a thousand percent. Is true. 
This is very true. Uh, WWE is reportedly in talks with uh, Take-Two Interactive, which is the parent company for 2K, to actually include Cody Rhodes in the latest uh, video game, WWE 2K22. The company had hoped the American Nightmare would be a special in the DLC package, which came out after WrestleMania. But according to SportsGamersOnline.com, uh, a person close to the developmental team claimed WWE tried, but it was quickly shot down. They knew it was unlikely likely but you don't know for sure unless you ask ultimately there just wasn't enough time to include rose because of all the things that it would take to include him and in a post uh wrestling podcast james stewart suggested that cody uh should be the cover athlete on the next wwe video game wwe 2k23 and cody responded by saying i don't know the talented folks at wwe games but i'm pr i'm a pretty decent gambler and i would bet they're working very hard on something special for pro wrestling fans and the last time cody took a bet on social media it worked out for him so i would say <laughs> that uh, yeah, this, that, this, this is know. a safe bet <laughs> i'm sure there's uh, probably at least like 20 created cody rhodes characters in 2k22 that the community's created that are probably just fine uh but uh but yeah it'd be it'd be kind of i don't know man i'm not sure why made 2k like oh look i'm not a video game developer uh but like why why wouldn't they be able to just sort of i don't know send somebody out scan his face create his character mm -hmm, do a bunch of moves mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't know why why couldn't they do this it seems like it'd be not that difficult but i don't know i'm not there i don't know right yeah, I, I agree. Community uh, creations has been my thing since like 2K16. Like they mm -hmm. always have some dope ones from like AEW or New Japan, regardless of what promotion you like. Community creations, they got creative people that seem to be more creative than the people at 2K, unfortunately. Uh, and then our final WWE news note is a happy one. Congratulations to Romeo's favorite WWE superstar, Charlotte Flair, as she got officially married to AEW. Star Andrade El Idio this week. You got Rey Mysterio. If you didn't recognize him on the far right, <laughs> oh no, I didn't even notice that. Put his really? mask back on. Wow. Put that mask back on. No, <laughs> he has the mask on. He I know like that was him right away. Age. He yeah. looks like he has an age, but yes, he has age if you take off the mask. And Ric Flair nope. was also there, of course. Notice it wasn't a suit. wrestler there. Well. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte's arm looks <laughs> pretty good too. So it looks like Charlotte's arm is healed up too. It doesn't look yeah, like it's broken recovered. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it, looks, it looks like she's, she's having a speedy recovery. That eight yeah. weeks, yeah. you think so? Yeah, absolutely. Think. I think that yeah, arm's looking good enough to grab that money in the bank briefcase. What do you think? It could be, it could, <laughs> could be. be, friend. I think so. Need some star power. Uh, the other thing we didn't note about the Money in the Bank, the new poster, doesn't include Roman Reigns. So some people are questioning if Roman Reigns is going to be on that show. Steve, do you think Roman is at Money in the Bank? And Brock oh, yeah, of course. Bro now, Brock is Brock is probably going to be firmly a stadium yeah. guy now if they can figure out how to yeah. do stadium shows. He'll probably be firmly <laughs> a stadium guy. But uh, but yeah, Roman, he'll, he'll be there for money. I I'm sure he'll be there for Money in the Bank. You got to have that riddle match. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I think it, it, it is kind of set. They're kind of giving Riddle the big push for that. So it wouldn't right. make a bunch of sense. Yeah. Bunch of congratulations for the couple. And they weren't the only couple uh, who got married this week, which we'll get into. But first, AEW news. Uh, during a media call Thursday, Tony Khan addressed MJF talking about his contract issues on AEW tele- television. Uh, Khan was asked about it, about incorporating, incorporating it in storylines. And Khan said, wrestling thrives when real life meets on screen the real life conflict is often is often just as exciting as any conflict on screen which is one of the good things about what aew has brought to the wrestling business there was no real major free agent market with the top stars crossing promotions debuting and frankly the competition needed to be brought back to the biggest stage with the 90s we had tbs and tnt in the wrestling game with the launch of aew we've been able to bring that back taking what is happening in real with potential movement and contract negotiations is exciting adding another element to what will be an exciting matchup at double or nothing with warlow and mjf who had been very vocal and not only about his own contract but about his former bodyguard and how he feels and he's tried to hold down his career for warlow this is a huge opportunity to officially be part of aew and to shed an image that he's just mjs heavy and mjf's thug for mjf it's been a great opportunity to not only air some real life grievances but air his status contractually or otherwise people are really excited about the fight at double or nothing on sunday uh but it doesn't seem mjf's that excited because in a now deleted tweet mjf oh, no. responded to these comments with fucking lol fuck this place no. man Oh my goodness. I'm you know, when, when you're making $35,000 a year and you're the highest, the biggest draw in your company, you're probably going to be not too happy. By the way, did you see on AW Dynamite, not only was he wearing the Shawn Michaels referee outfit, but my God, the man has been working on his, he's been doing his le- several leg days a week yes. in the gym. Yeah. He's getting in WWE shape. I'm looking at a picture of MJF right now without a shirt on from 2019. It is a lot different then 2022 his arms wow. are almost ward low size they are huge his freaking <laughs> thighs are massive this guy is getting ready for his big wwe contract in 2024 i think he's gonna end up going there that being said him responding on twitter i'm sure there's an element of truth there but he's gonna do that he's in character all the time so this is just on par with mjf but he's totally leaving that company I, I, I feel I, like he is, and I feel like a lot of his comments are, bas- are basically <laughs> working himself because he seemed like the guy to be AEW world champion, at least this year. But I think oh, the yeah. fact that he keeps talking about his status and keeps talking about leaving, I think he's working himself out of that. Mm. Oh, he's going to be champion. Tony Khan's so? a billionaire. He doesn't care. These are all his toys that he's playing with. MJF ends up leaving. He doesn't care. He's going to stick to his plan. And I think that does include MJF winning that championship. Uh, if if Hangman yeah. gets out of this Sunday, then MJF's going to win either at All Out or at, uh, at maybe Full Gear. Uh, mm. But no, he's going to be champion in 2022, MJF. I, I I I hope you're right. I hope you're right because that's like the <laughs> best move. The best move for AEW in general, in my opinion. Uh, speaking of double or nothing, Sting is going to be out due to injury mm. and will miss uh, AEW Double or Nothing and the Fan Fest. AEW announced Thursday night that the that the icon suffered an injury last week and he has been removed from the Fan Fest and will not travel to Las Vegas. Speaking of people who won't be in Las Vegas, the Wrestling Observer newsletter 
reports that Kenny Omega will not be in Las Vegas for this weekend's event. Uh, Omega previously attended a few tapings to work backstage, but reportedly traveled too early with his injuries still healing. And Omega said the parts of him that are healthy, uh, he is still able to train well and has been pushing himself harder each week. Other parts, uh, however, are healing slower. He said that he accepts that he will never be 100%, but is trying to reverse some of the damage so he can return. Fixing the injuries would give him more time as a wrestler. Chrissy, do you think we see Kenny Omega back in AEW this year? Oh, maybe later towards the end, later towards the ending of the year, maybe. I don't think so far right now. No, maybe towards the end of the year. Because you want him to be 100. You don't want him to be like 85 percent you want him all the way better and cleared so again that, that this does not ha- at least happen again so i would i would say n- the end by the end of the year let him just heal up i, I could see so. yeah yeah from maybe maybe he'll make an appearance at all out like in september right. um i mean if it's if just- punk wins if punk wins this sunday or right. if he loses and they sort of circle back around the punk so we can win if they do it in Chicago in September. I know they got forbidden door in Chicago, but all out right, by Chicago right. is, is that that's the thing. Um, maybe punk wins the title in September. And then at the end of the show, Kenny comes out for a face to face and uh, for, for the big buzz. And then maybe they do that at, I don't know, revolution or something, but uh, right. Chrissy, I agree a hundred percent. Kenny has had, I mean, if you look at the list of injuries he was working with, putting on those six star matches, right. oh my that, God, yeah. that guy is amazing. Wow. Right. How did he, yep. Can't imagine exactly. what he'd be like at a hundred percent putting on just clinics. Uh, and that's what you want. You want, honestly, Kenny seems like such a good soul. Uh, right. You want him at, right. you just want the man not to be hurting. So as long Correct. as it takes Correct. Kenny, then, take yep. all that time so that you're not hurting every day. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope he has his Rob Van Dam at one night stand moment though at Forbidden Door because Forbidden Door wouldn't be a thing yeah. if it wasn't for Penny Omega. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, very true. true. You're right. You're right. I just uh, I got- hope that can happen, but I just want him to be like good. Yeah, another person who we may or may not see in AEW soon, uh, Romeo. I don't, not you, but Romeo, you, you popped in. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I don't know how Kenny Omega is feeling about New Japan uh, with the, in relation to the news you're gonna go about later. Mm. Oh, oh, we're, we're, we're gonna get to that. Um, <laughs> uh, Fightful, yes, Fightful Select has a report on uh, Killer Cross who was having talks with AEW. According to the report, Killer Cross was originally approached as the opponent to face. Warlow on AEW Dynamite earlier this month on May 4th. And uh, per the report, AEW approached Cross as a potential opponent for Warlow on the show. However, the two sides couldn't come to terms to have Cross appear, and the deal fell through. Previously, Tony Khan spoke about Cross and Scarlet at the Supercard of Honor post-show scrum and a tentative plan to use them later on. Talks to have Cross work the May 4th Dynamite reportedly fell apart closer to the event, and it's said that Cross became aware that Scarlet who is is also married to in real life would not be a part of the event uh the wrestler was reportedly concerned his aew debut would turn out similarly to his wwe main roster debut against jeff hardy and we all remember how that went down and this is unlike his successful run in nxt when he had scarlet by 
as his manager and valet in his entrance uh, presentation. And the report notes that sources indicate that both sides are still on good terms and the possibility remains open that they could still work with each other in the future. Would you guys like to see Killer Cross in AEW, maybe as a full-time performer down the line? It'd have to be something where it was not his, like his last run because it was very like lackluster. So I'm very yeah. on the fence to like how we're going to like package him and how we're going to brand him because you know he has a habit of getting wrestlers and then holding them and then we don't really see them like i.e. Ruby Soho. We'll have them, see them for a minute, they pop, they get a couple of pops here and there and then they fizzle on and you know be in the background. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Cross in like New Japan where he can explore a bit more of the MMA side of his pro wrestling. His pro wrestling, like the actual, it, it sort of boggled my mind the way they treated him in WWE. Um, I think I think it boggled a lot of people's mind. I think it boggled Killer Cross's mind how they treat him in WWE. I right. think it was wise for him to say no to AEW in this instance because, yeah, you don't bring right. him in without Scarlet and just job him out to Wardlow as part of somebody else's story. Correct, um, correct. He, he seemed... He seemed uh, I want to see the guy do well. Uh, I think him and Scarlett have a lot to offer in the right circumstance. I, you're right, though. I don't think AEW is the place. They're, they're, they have too many people right now. They they yeah. can barely put Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland on, on TV. On TV, right, right. <laughs> like, how, how are you going to – you going to bring another guy in as a solo act? And then I don't know what you do with him. So, no, I, I don't think AEW is the place for him. I don't think – I think it was wise for him to say no. Understand your value. Um, hopefully he got a big paycheck from WWE in the first place. And then, uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe, I think he had some, I don't, I forget if he did any new Japan work before NXT, but, uh, but I, I, I could see him in NXT or I'm sorry, in, in new Japan. I think new Japan would be an awesome spot for him. Yeah, he worked with them in Dallas, and I know he's done some New Japan Strong events. So okay, yeah, that's okay. a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely a good, a good spot for him. I know he's done some work with MLW since his release as well. Uh, Fightful Select reports that Brian Cage, someone else that the AEW hasn't used very often, up, yeah. uh, he was at Wednesday's taping of AEW Dynamite. Cage's, uh, of course, his contract option was picked up earlier this year. Speaking of contract uh, options being picked up, Cole Cabana has signed a new deal with AEW. According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, it was pushed by the Young Bucks for him to re-sign, and he's going to be working more for ROH if that brand mm -hmm. starts up again. Uh, Cabana has been busy with other projects as he recently appeared on an episode of Young Rock. Uh, speaking of also speaking of contracts, Kyle O'Reilly has announced that he has signed a five-year deal with AEW, wow. so he seems to be like a long-term guy that's going to be with the company that was on the Todd Cast uh, podcast. And in an interview with our very own good friend of Talk Sport, Alex McCarthy, William Regals talked about he wanted to sign three of AEW's current stars to WWE NXT before the directive change for them mm -hmm. to have more like athletes. He said that he was planning to sign Daniel Garcia, Ricky Starks, and Wheeler Yuta to NXT wow. before WWE changed the directive. Oof. And Ringo's comments confirm a report crazy. from August of 2021 that Yuta had a tryout with WWE in May of 2020 and was someone who was considered a slam dunk to be signed but was ultimately passed on. And that, I mean, Ricky Starks in WWE, especially NXT 2.0, that would have yeah. been funny. 
Well, that have been that have been great. I think I think he's doing really good work. You know, Ricky Stark's one of those guys who's like forced his way onto TV. Team Taz, yeah. they were sort of in the background. Right. Everybody talks about Ricky Starks. He's got the best theme song. He's the best one. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the company, he's killer on the mic. I've been watching him since NWA. Ricky Starks is the man, and he is going to be massive. And I'm going to take a very quick break. I'll be right back. Got to take that bathroom break. Chrissy knows all about that. Uh, But that gives me a chance to talk (laughs) about some New Japan Pro Wrestling news. And, of course, New Japan Pro Wrestling, you got to talk about the latest drama between Koto Obushi and the company. As we reported uh, uh, a few weeks ago, Koto Obushi has been very vocal about his issues with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And the company held a press conference yesterday to speak about the situation. Uh, The owner of the press releases about people having conflicts with them. I don't understand this. They did a whole press conference. Uh, Takami Obari uh, said in the press conference, I would hope the now ho- now like to th- to take a moment to explain the series of events that led to the aforementioned post to the extent of our current understanding. Koto Ibushi is a wrestler exclusively contracted to New Japan Pro Wrestling. As such, it is understood that in order to devote full attention to New Japan Pro Wrestling matches and associated events, he is required to inform and receive express permission from New Japan Pro Wrestling before four outside uh, appearances. On March 4th, in a breach of the terms of his contract, Mr. Ibushi made an appearance, seconding wrestlers at a Just App Out event, and the aforementioned official is responsible for contacting various wrestlers contracted to New Japan Pro Wrestling, but also has a long personal history with Mr. Ibushi that extends far before him becoming an exclusive contracted talent. The official contacted Mr. Ibushi in the belief that Mr. Ibushi's actions in breach of his contract which it d- taken deliberately to persuade new japan pro wrestling to terminate his agreement with him previously mm. this as a uh we perceived this as a betrayal of personal trust established over a number of years and his messages his messages were sent in a in an emotional state as a result uh as a result there was no formal announcement from the company on the matter of abushi being released uh he's still seen as a as a, an important part of the company according to to the new report however the words of the uh, official in this in his text conversation were inexcusable uh, from this press conference they said yeah. representative uh, director of bushi road takani kenani uh, said first let me express my serious personal gratitude mm-hmm. to Oto bushi for his contributions to new japan pro wrestling his thrilling matches in the ring it's my it, it is my sincerest hope that he continues to be connected to new japan pro wrestling moving forward however his utmost priority at this time must be to care for his mother uh, as as well as his full recovery of his injuries. It should go without saying that he will remain under contract for as long as that process takes. And New Japan Pro Wrestling released a statement on the situation and it reads, Koto Bushi is, is and will remain a key member of New Japan Pro Wrestling roster. This kind of severe disagreement between company and talent should not happen again in order to prevent any such instances in the future and ensure the best possible working environment for talent. We will act, be actively engaged in discussion with Mr. Ibushi about improving company policy and implementing proper procedure. We again would like to apologize to fans, wrestlers, and persons and personnel for the concern and disruption caused in the middle of the best of the super junior tour however the story doesn't end there obushi himself watched the press conference and took to twitter after 
character, <laughs> and he wrote this is a translation from him in Japan in Japanese. He says, "Don't leave out the part you don't want to talk about." The true story from May eighth. I'll address in detail. My mother, sensing my concern, asked me if there were any problems on May 8th. And as a result of the story that I told her on May 9th, she attempted suicide and broke her head oh. bone. That oh was was 95% of my mm. tweet. Why did you leave it out? I told you yesterday that I would address if it their explanation on the press conference was not correct and new japan pro wrestling says they held a countermeasure meeting including legal personnel to discuss ibushi's tweets and his mother attempting suicide that's wow crazy. that yes. is that's heavy crazy. heavy stuff right that's there. some he yeah that's some like <laughs> <laughs> that's like i don't even that's, know like yeah. on on one end when you when you when you see the press conference see the translation see the the the, the press release it's like, oh, this is kind of how a company should, you know, as opposed to WWE, blasting people on their broadcast right, and leaving right. the people who don't like, you know, watch this show, watch Going and Raw or Fightful or whatever, like just confused. This is kind of how you do it. You hold a press conference, say, hey, we've reached out to make sure he's okay and uh, and that this kind of stuff doesn't happen. We appreciate him, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the other side is, is, is Kota Ibushi. Yep. What is happening here? No idea, but uh, hopefully Kota Ibushi is okay. And uh, this all gets resolved. But yeah, this is sort of a bizarre situation. The, the language barrier obviously doesn't help things as well. Nope. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of miscommunication going on in this whole entire situation. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. Th there was a report this week that Fightful Select uh, talked about that there's several wrestlers uh, that are considering coming from the United States to work in New Japan. And finally, they're able to you know bring talent from aboard as seen with the best of the Super Juniors. And there were still wrestlers who have yet to get their chance, including several in AEW uh, that want to come over. And they were told New Japan uh, wasn't bringing anyone in from the u.s for a while but now they're open to that to hang tight and highly sought out free agents that hope to go to new japan but the company uh couldn't do it during the pandemic are now able to come through chrissy do you think this whole koto Ibushi situation may affect that with people maybe in japan working talent there or mm -hmm. the talent in the united states uh see i don't know i mean it depends on like how close they may be with him but like it's the it's a narrative like it's two, it's always three sides to a story. So he could be putting out one side, they're putting out one side, and then the people that know the real side, you know, that's the real story. So I don't know if it can really affect them, to be honest. I mean, because I think people like that's like the whole Sasha and them thing. Like people we're, we're still watching it, no matter if we don't agree with what they did. Anyways, it's kind of like the same like scenario. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't know if it's gonna really affect it. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I mean, I'm sure that most wrestlers look there. This is a business, and they probably yeah, think, they hey, bills this, to pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is between New Japan and Kota Ibushi. Um, I mean, you had mentioned earlier, maybe like a Kenny Omega would think twice about doing Forbidden Door. That's that's a legit possibility. Um, but as far as other wrestlers are going, look, there are a ton. Of amazing wrestlers on the market, on the free agent, people who aren't even signed with WWE or AEW. There's a what? ton of yes. in, the yep. independent scene. There's so many, like the the prestige wrestling show going on, <laughs> I think, tonight. Uh, I mean, just the level of talent there that's not even signed with anybody is like yeah. crazy good. Um, so people are gonna want that new Japan payday. And yeah, you, they want that they, little bit of change. <laughs> Anyone yeah, I, know, and I think I, I mean, think I feel they like understand that the Kota Bushi situation, it's such a unique thing 
that yeah. doesn't apply yeah. to 99.9% of the wrestlers that I don't know if right. it's going to affect that, but it's a weird situation. Mm-hmm. 100% uh, way. So in more happier news, uh, final, final news notes have two <laughs> weddings as well, besides Charlotte and Andrade this week. Big congratulations to Speedball Mike Bailey and mm, Beta Scott right. who got married over the past week. Uh, you know, I've been a big Speedball Mike Bailey fan. So shout out to him. Congratulations no to him and Beta Scott. Uh, the producer he went he went he went away he went away from I think they had a they had an Elvis wedding I'm pretty sure they're uh there oh. it was in I think it was in Vegas and and I'm pretty okay. sure I saw it on on the Instagram and I'm pretty sure yeah. it was a it was a Vegas Elvis wedding that's that's even perfect that's even better uh and also great, congratulations <laughs> to nwa women's world champion camille and tom Lattimore, uh who also got married this past week as well uh yeah, in we more, sorry in more and more uh crazier crazier news uh gcw was accused this week owner brett lauderdale of faking covid tests uh during the what? pandemic from uh, independent wrestler uh, 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 Dirty Dirty Matt McDonald, I believe his name is. Uh, <laughs> yes, what is that? That says it all, right? Um, <laughs> right. No, dirty, dirty Ron. Dirty Ron McDonald, uh, not not to be confused with Ronald McDonald, uh, posted to social media on Wednesday and alleged that uh, his people made over 50 fake COVID test results so Lauderdale could run shows during the pandemic from October of 2020 through January of 2021. He wow. shared uh, screenshots of Facebook Messenger conversations with Lauderdale and negative uh, COVID tests that and made those allegations and basically a smear campaign against Brett Lauderdale. Lauderdale. Uh, he talked to Fightful Sean Rossap, who reached out to Lauderdale for comment, and he replied, I referred this to my lawyer, and as much as I like to comment, I've been advised not to. However, three of GCW's wrestlers decided to weigh in, and that includes Tony Deppin, Joey Janela, and Jordan Oliver. Tony Deppin said, before every show, we had a group chat where we talk about her... Uh, her recautions and the deadlines, uh, precautions for our covid test and i also had to sit out two shows because my test didn't come back in time and that was at the request of brett lauderdale that is true as gcw posted a tweet with in january 2021 announcing deppin would miss a show due to covid protocols janella shared screenshots of the group chat deppin mentioned and saying that the entire roster is vaccinated we always had uh had groups like this on social media apps he said and many wrestlers have been told to sit out before roster is vaccinated now see everyone in vegas most will ignore this because they want to smoke that gc dub pack whatever the fuck that means uh, <laughs> and then jordan oliver uh said gcw made me send my test results to head referees uh brett made it clear to me many times if you test positive or don't get a test you can't compete i believe he took it very serious on top of all that, GCW pays me very good, and that has been since day one. Of course, these are my experiences because the wrestler also claimed that GCW only pays his wrestlers fifty to a hundred dollars as well. Wow! So. Yeah, wild. there there's a lot to unpack there. Again, that's that's uh, I, I don't know. There there doesn't from what the the wrestlers' response and and the actual history of people being taken off shows because of it. I don't know, man. This seem there's not a lot of there's not a lot of weight to this. Seemingly, I'm not saying that you know GCW can't even figure out to bring a fire extinguisher to their show. 
But, mm-hmm, you know, right? th- th- that doesn't necessarily mean that they're out there faking COVID tests. And if you are somebody's faking COVID tests, I'm not sure posting that on social media is really the, the smart move. The best thing to do. Yep. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I don't know, man. That's a, uh, th- there seems like there's something fishy going on here and I don't yeah, know where it's coming. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ronald, yeah. Ronald McDonald needs to worry about making Big Macs, not uh, <laughs> trying to bury Brett Lauderdale. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, That's what I was hard. like. His name is Dirty Ron McDonald. He's he's Ronald McDonald's evil Ronald Mc- cousin twin, or, twin um, brother. Mirror universe, <laughs> Ronald McDonald, man. I don't know there about that go. guy. <laughs> DCW Downward Spiral is tonight. They have a huge card. We won't do predictions on this show, but on patreon.com forward slash true hill heat we'll have those predictions up so you can have your nice. say. Uh they got singles match, Matt Cardona versus Blake Christian, six-way scramble with the rotation versus Jimmy. Jimmy Lloyd, uh, Matt Vendata, uh, Griff, and Titus uh, Alexander, Marcus Mathers, early morning guys steal. You got a six-man tag team match of Ali Catch, Billy Starks, and Sandra Moon versus the second gear crew. Effie will go one-on-one with Kevin Blackwood. We'll have a tag team match of Alex Cologne and John Wayne Murdoch versus Drew Parker and Reina Yamashita. Uh, singles match of Johnny Game Changer, formerly known as Johnny Elite, formerly known as Johnny Mundo, formerly known as John Morrison or Johnny Impact <laughs> or jo- Johnny Nitro. Oh, my God. Get it again. The aforementioned Joey Jella. Uh, you also got Speedball Mike Bailey versus Chris Bay. That should be an absolute Ooh, banger. That's going to be a good yeah, one. Absolutely. And then a tag team match of Jordan and Nick Wayne <laughs> versus AS, <laughs> ASF and Gringo Loco. But that brings us to the end of our news rundown. We have a super chat donation from Professor Chris, a.k.a. Easy Attack. He says, sup, y'all. I am hungover in Vegas trying to meet up with Johnny, our, our other producer who's not with us but is in Vegas for double or nothing. He said, I had a, a Gangrel sighting yesterday afternoon, did a nice. lot of work yesterday and was cool but i might rent a scooter today love y'all thank you so much for that super That's chat up, yep. love we always appreciate those and remember you still got a chance to go in the last minute super chat as we're gonna finish off the show with of course our aew double or nothing preview and predictions we're gonna hear what steve is predicting for this sunday show as we're gonna start with <laughs> The buy-in, as it's going to be the team that's uh, sweeping in Steve and Chrissy, Hookhausen. They're going to Tony Nese and Smart Moore Sterling. Steve, who you got, and why is it Hookhausen? Man, it's Hookhausen. There is no look. Look at the Mark Sterling. He's not even a wrestler. Look at him. This guy, he he. Tony Nese will be better without Mark Sterling because that dude's going to be eating this pin. You take Sterling out of it, Nice might have a chance against Hookhausen. But uh, no, Hookhausen is probably one of the most popular things in AEW. Clearly, they're going to take the win. Easy day at the office for Hook and Danhausen. Absolutely. You know, I agree with that. Chrissy Love, any different? Same. Same all day. Hookhausen, unanimous. Hookhausen, I'm a hooker. I'm a hooker. Love him. I'm the number one hooker out on these streets. Right there with me. Gala uh, Rally will go one-on-one with Darby Allen. This was just added to the Ooh. card. Kyle O'Reilly was the one who pilmanized Sting's leg or Darby's daddy. So Darby's got to get revenge. And Darby <laughs> Allen about to miss a pay-per-view for the first time since Full Gear 2019. And Tony said, ah-ah, as uh, <laughs> Steve was 
<laughs> Chrissy, who you got? Oh, this one is a hard one. Oh, geez. Uh, I want Kyle O'Reilly to win, but I think Darby will win. So I'm going to go Darby. But I want Kyle. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of feel that, too. I think Kyle O'Reilly signed a five-year deal with AEW. He's going to be eating pins for five years unless he's in, <laughs> unless he's in that tag team with Bobby Fish. I think right. they're, yep. up, they're probably going to end up getting those titles in a year or so. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, the, yeah, it, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're great. It does nothing really. It doesn't really hurt Kyle much to eat the loss right. against Darby right. Allen. Kyle, like you said, took out his dad's ankle. So Darby's got to get his, and then maybe he'll make one of those cool black and white short films uh, where he's spoofing uh, Red Dragon or something like that. When Sting comes right. back, they'll have a match. But uh, but yeah, no, I think this is going to be Darby Allen. Where where Darby's playing a fake guitar while he's riding his bike. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, this one was also added last night on Rampage as it's going to be a mixed trios match of Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and the debuting Page Van Sant of American Top Team. They're going up against Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti. If Sky's team wins, Frankie Kazarian and Sammy Guevara can't challenge for the TNT title ever again. Steve, who you got in this one? <sighs> Who's supposed to be the good guy and who's supposed to be the bad the guy? Bad in this guy, one? right? I have my, no idea. My guy is Scorpio Sky. Yeah, but yeah. I, but Lambert, come anything associated with Dan Lambert, isn't he supposed to be the bad guy? I, I'm so I'll, I'm so I confused. Hate, I don't by this. like Dan Lambert. Oh God, I don't I think would... anybody does. Uh, here, here's the thing: Kazarian shouldn't be challenging for any titles now, anyways. No, unless it's a Ring of Honor title, maybe they can do that. Um. Uh, Sammy Guevara has already had like 18 TNT title reigns and he just destroyed the TNT title like a couple weeks ago. He doesn't need to be challenging anymore for that TNT Mm -hmm. title. So, um, the, the, uh, the, and Paige Van Zandt, it's her, uh, debut wrestling match. I feel like she's probably got to get the pin on, on Ty Conti here, right? It's like her first match. I feel like that's how it's going to go. Men of the year. They're on the ascent. Uh, uh, Kazarian, uh, you know, or he can take the pin. I don't know. In any event, uh, I, I feel like it's men of the year to take this. They totally messed up this storyline when they made Scorpio turn back heel. Mm. Like, Scorpio, it everyone just, wants to cheer Scorpio. Everybody wants this? to love this guy. Come on. I don't understand how they get the, the other dude. It, That's why. It's the story was oh. interesting. If Scorpio's turning turning babyface and Dan Lambert and Ethan Page are still heel, it would have been interesting, but they decided to revert I course, agree. and now we don't know who the babyface are, but I am still going with Men of the Year and Paige Van Sant. Chrissy, who you got? I'm going with uh, uh, Scorpio. Scorpio? Scorpio's team for the win, everybody across the board. Another trios matchup. is This one has taken forever for us oh, to get here, but we're here yeah, now. Yeah. House of Black will go up against Death Triangle. This guy, this feud started, Steve and Chrissy, in November of 2021. What's his name got injured? But still, we never even got Malachi Black versus Pac. We never got Brody right. Matthews versus Pentagon. We never yeah, got any singles right. matches. They've just been waiting to do this trios match, and they waited forever. But it's still going to be a banger. I'm going with House of Black. Who you I'm House see? of Black for sure, all the all day. I love the other guys, but House of Black is my team. I'm, I'm waiting for um, uh, uh, what's the name to get over there too? Uh, 
Damn, what's his name? Julia Hart? NXT. Nope. He was on Ooh. NXT. And he got, you know my boo? Oh, God. Uh, Andy Hartwell's husband. Him. He, Dexter oh, Lewis. Dexter no, Lewis. No, no, no. No. Yes, he has to be no a part of that group. That. <laughs> no one wants that. You don't, no, you don't want that. The people are craving for. I'm telling you, he's great. He has the gimmick. He could do it. I'm telling you, it'd be so good. I kind of I, I had not heard that, so I'm not sure what people you're talking about. But now that now that I hear it, <laughs> now that I hear it, I'll be one of those people. Thank I'm you, all, I'm on Thank board. You. Dexter Loomis Thank and House you. of Black. I'm on board with it. I think he was me too. Oh, there we got another one. Now you got the people here. All right. <laughs> um, everybody's yeah, getting on the dex express okay is it Jay, look Jay. is it just me or does the death triangle actually like make all three of those amazing talents seem weaker like you'd think you put pack yeah. pen and phoenix together and and it'd be like this awesome super group it's kind of like diminishing all three of them they need to separate Pat got black. He got misted like a year ago, whenever it was. Right, he got right, misted. Right, yeah. I feel like maybe Pack should join the House of Black. He can call it the House of Pack. It seems to make all the sense in the world. Um, so, yeah, have Pack turn on Pentagon and Phoenix, who are, are terrific, and they should be singles guys too. Um, so, yeah, yeah, House of Black. They, they, need, they need this because up until now, the only win I can think of for House of Black has been against. Uh, well, Cody, but he's not there anymore. But Fuego and the Pillmans. That's yeah. the only guys these mm -hmm. guys have like really feuded with lately. And that's just way below their pay grade. So, uh, yeah, House of Black all the way. And on to bigger and better things for them. Absolutely. And it, it seems like forever ago, you remember when Pac was playing Daredevil and it mm -hmm. seemed like he was going to join mm -hmm. House, of pa House of Black? But yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, so we're all going House of Black in that one. This one is considered a dream. Gonna... <laughs> we, ha we haven't seen it in a while, but it did happen back in 2017. And now it happens for the first time in AEW. It's Elite versus Delete. The Hardys will go up against the Young Bucks. Uh, we had the great parody last night. But these are two teams. The greatest tag team of the 90s and 2000s versus the greatest tag team of the 2010s yep. and 2020s. Yep. Who you got, Steve? Oh, man, it's Ooh. Team Hardy all the way. Uh, Jeff just got there. They had the big parody segment, so the Young Bucks got... They got... Yeah. They they sort of... I know that the Hardys ran them off at the end of the segment, but they got the big laugh there, the the the, the Young Bucks did. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I say the Hardys are going to come away, a big feel-good moment. They're going to get a big win here over... I'm, I'm more interested in... I know FTR is out there, but to get the Hardys, then a win over the Young Bucks then maybe they can challenge Jurassic Express or whoever walks away with those tag titles because they got Christian mm. on their side. There's some history for you. But yeah, I think step one is the Hardys beating the Young Bucks here. I didn't even think about the Christian connection. That is uh, a good shout. Uh, he just made me change my answer. A lot of people are split on this in uh -oh. the chat. Uh, who do you got, Miss Chrissy Love? Young Bucks or Hardys? I was I was going with the Bucks, but now I, I, I'm going to change to the Hardys now. Because it's what Steve just like told us, and it just blew my mind because of the whole Christian thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely going. Yeah, I'm changing it to the Hardys. They they have to, you know. Yeah, the Great older comment, you know, the other guys. <laughs> by Fifth Generation Cardi said, Matt, listen to Jim Cornette call them boys hardly. Hardly, no. <laughs> hardly, yeah, boys hardly. That's funny. <laughs> 
I am also going with the Hardys. It just makes sense. You know, yeah. you got to heat them up if they're going to get at least one shot at the AEW World Tag Team titles. Speaking of titles, though, you got the AEW TBS Championship is going to be up for grabs. Jay Cargill versus Anna Jay. Uh, these two went at it in January in the in a main event of Rampage. And arguably Jay Cargill's best match of her run so far. But uh, there's been a lot of good builds on this on this card. This is not one of them because there's None hardly been a so. build. No uh, build. No build. I'm going with Jay Cargill. Chrissy, who you got? Jade, of course. She, Anna Jay's not gonna take off this this feud. Like, come on. I mean this um this streak. Yeah, easy, easy day at the office for Jade. Look, let's let's be real here. As all 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 respect to Thunder Rosa, Jade is their A champion. She is their A champion. Jade has single handedly through her own effort, broken through Tony Khan, not allowing a whole lot of women's wrestling on TV with the batty section, with her new faction. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, Jade. Jade is going to be a massive mainstream level star at some point. Tony needs to realize that and make her champ champ at the next pay-per-view or champ maybe champ. At, at, at all out. <laughs> Have her take on Thunder Rosa for unification. Jade comes away with that. She's got that thing, man. She's got the uh, she's got the X factor. Yeah, of course. This is this is not even. She a should question, sneeze yeah. and win this match, man. Are you kidding yeah. me? Absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I've been saying that for months that she needs her Goldberg moment. Goldberg mm -hmm. winning the U.S. and the World Heavy and the yep. World Heavyweight Title at the same time. You need Jade to have that. I want Thunder Rosa to have a real run. So maybe full gear or even next year Revolution have that happen. But right. uh, yeah, I think I think. There's another person who I want to see versus uh, the AEW World uh, World Champion, Women's World Champion at All Out, which brings us to our next match, the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals, as it's going to be Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, up against Ruby Soho. Dr. Britt Baker defeated Maki Ito in the first round, then Tony Storm on Wednesday's Dynamite. Ruby Soho de defeated the first ever AEW Women's World Champion, Riho, in the first round, and then defeated Chris Statland last night on rampage so here we are owen hart cup finals who you got in this one chrissy um this one is a hard one um i think they're gonna go more ruby soho than brit i have to keep i have to agree with you this i feel like the whole point of this Yep, it's been about up, yeah. revitalizing Ruby Soho. They heard the complaints about, you know, Ruby Soho not being featured. She was the best part of the promos leading up to the tournament. Yep. She had the really good matchup with Riho, really good matchup with Chris Statlander last night. But honestly, after the reaction from last night, I think this match should be a double turn. You turn Britt Baker babyface, you turn mm -hmm. Ruby Soho heel, and have Ruby win to set up her versus the woman she eliminated to win the Casino Battle Royale one year ago at All Out when she debuted Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's World Championship at All mm -hmm. Out one year from her debut. Steve, who you got? Man, you guys make some good points. Uh, I, I, it, this is going to be a really interesting litmus test uh, to see if if Tony does what you just said. If he can sort of read the room and 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 pull the trigger on that, because I don't know that that would have been the plan. But given Ruby's reaction, she mm -hmm. needs to do something, and it's going to be right. interesting to see if she could pull off being a bad guy. Um, I think that would be the smart move. 
at the same time, I, I would have not a lot of confidence. My original pick was the power couple are going to win, Britt and Adam Cole. Adam right. Cole's going to win. Right. Sorry, spoiler alert to whatever match is going to come yeah. up next. But um, I think Adam Cole's going to win. And I'd be kind of surprised because Britt is kind of like Tony Khan's Charlotte. Like, you kind of never bet against Charlotte. True. But at the same time, so you got so you, you to do something with Ruby and Britt can afford the loss. So, like, uh, Larson and I have been going back and forth on this. I keep on insisting it's Brit. So, it'd be kind of hypocritical for me at this point not to pick Brit, but I got a good feeling it's going to be Ruby. But, like you said, Christy, this is hard. Right. This, isn't, this, this is, is hard. Yeah. Pick. Yeah. Right. This is not, a, I would prefer uh, Brit to win, but it's just the more so of the packaging of how you've done Ruby since she's been in. It's been a, oh, this will be a year that she debuted. Correct me if I'm wrong. All out makes a year. Okay, all out. It'll okay. be yeah, September. So we're coming up on it. Yeah, it's we're coming up on months. it. So, but within that time frame, within that time frame, you you she's hasn't really done anything that's like meaningful. Like it's it doesn't make so this would be the thing that would probably help. Meaning the reason why you brought her in the first place, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she needs that big win. She's come up short at Grand Slam. She came up short in the right, TBS right. tournament. Right, it just right. makes sense for her to win this uh, big one finally. So, yeah, I, I hope Steve, you're right that he reads the room and realizes that Ruby Soho turning heel might be the way to kind of solve everything. But you, you're also right like about Britt Baker wins. LOL. She hasn't lost mm -hmm. on an AEW pay per view since All Out 2020. Whoa. She's the, well, she's like the, the the she's she's the head of the, the division, you know. Mm -hmm. She's the Charlotte yeah. of the the she's division, and, and we can't be mad at that. That's just how she has just been given to us. So why would we want her to lose during the pay per view? Like she like she's gonna probably get more chairs than the other. And like you said, do the do the turn because if you yeah. get the turn, it, it will make more sense and and make it more meaningful and uh uh make it exciting. And it freshens up everybody because Britt's right, been this right. character for a long time. And uh, she came out with that Johnny Depp shirt on on Rampage. So maybe that's a symbol that she's going to be doing the face turn because apparently people like him, I guess. <laughs> I but you, you mentioned it earlier Steve the men's Owen Hart Foundation tournament finals you got Adam Cole versus the ROH TV champion Samoa <laughs> Joe Joe defeated Johnny Elite in the first round and then defeated Kyle O'Reilly on Dynamite Adam Cole defeated Dax Harwood and arguably the best match the entire Owen Hart uh, tournament yeah. men's or women's and then defeated Jeff Hardy uh, two weeks ago I'm going with Adam Cole in this one. He needs this Ooh, win. He he's needs this. Yeah, speaking yeah, of, speaking yeah. of winning on AEW pay-per-views, he's never won on AEW pay-per-views since he no, signed he... with the company. He lost that full gear in the six-man Falls Count Anywhere match with the Young Bucks uh, against Christian, Jungle it. Boy, and Luchasaurus. He lost against Hangman Page at Revolution. He needs this win here. But who you got, Steve? You got Jay Lethal out there and Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt just ready to spoil things for right. Samoa Joe. Yeah, yep. This is going to be, this might be, this has the potential to be the best match on the card. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, Adam Cole Bebe gets the win. Yep. Okay. Same. Uh, unanimous, Chrissy? Unanimous. Yeah. Adam, Adam needs, he's another one that needs this win. Uh, uh, he, he, 
since he's been there, you know, yes, he's the draw, but like his wins and losses is more losses than wins. So you gotta mm-hmm. like make it make sense. And you, it's not for this title, so you know, Joe doesn't like get you know buried or anything like that. So it works out in itself. And then I feel like if the interference will help Cole win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Makes sense to me. And this one has been the best buildup of any match on this card. It's going to be Wardlow going one-on-one with MJ have three years in the making pretty much since Wardlow debuted as MJF's bodyguard. Here we are finally one-on-one. If Wardlow wins, he is released from his contract with MJF. If he loses, he is barred from ever signing on an AEW contract ever again. Steve, who you got? Oh, man, Wardlow all day long. This has been a killer story. I loved everything about the build. I loved all the uh, all the challenges. Mm-hmm. Wardlow no-selling the lashes. I thought that was a great spin on that concept. Uh, the cage match was efficiently told. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's Wardlow, man. Let's, let's yeah. unleash yeah. the, uh, the, the modern-day yep. Batista. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100% agree there. The, yeah, I think the yeah. bigger question is how many power bombs he's going to hit on oh, MJF. Man, <laughs> let's go for 10. Let's go for 10. <laughs> and, and do, it, do it to Sean Spears. And, and have Sean Spears right there watching it. Exactly. Yes, that's be, yep, that'd be great. Yep. So we're all going for Warlow, Chrissy? Warlow, yep, for sure. All day. Uh, Anarchy in the arena is going to be five on five. The Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club of John Moxley and Brian Danielson, as well as Eddie Kingston, Santana, and all. Uh, this started after Revolution when the Jericho Appreciation Society was born, feuding with Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz, and then the Blackpool Combat Club got involved as well. This should be crazy. This should be a brawl. Who you got, Chrissy? Um, I'm going with uh, the uh, John Moxley, Brian, well, them guys. <laughs> no, the Blackpool <laughs> Combat Club. The Blackpool yeah, Team Combat. Moxley, there we yeah. go. Yep. Team Moxley, Blackpool. Those guys, they, they need to win this. They have to win. Who you got, Steve? This is the most lopsided match in the entire <laughs> thing. What can we can we put the picture of this? Look, look at this. Jericho basically has two people. It's him and Garcia. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, no offense to 2.0. No offense to the Magic Man, Medard, and uh, and Parker. Come on, Hager. Did you see who this who Hager was fighting when he was doing MMA? They brought dudes who look like me into the cage with him. Hager <laughs> is not a threat to anyone. He hasn't had a match in I don't know how long. And then but wait, put it back up. Put it back up. Look at the other side of this. You got the Blackpool Combat yeah. Club. Mm-hmm. They are the most protected guys in all of wrestling. Yep. Santana Ortiz are fantastic. And you have yep. the most popular guy in the company, Eddie Kingston. This isn't even close. This should be a two-minute squash match. Give me a break here. Yep. It should be. I, I kind of, after that, after that saying, I kind of want to go with the Jericho Appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be something else? Wouldn't that be something yeah. else? Oh, my it's a, yeah. a sympathy oh win? My you God. have to win mm-hmm. no, no, because he's giving, us, he's giving us all the results the rest of the night that we want, and then he just <laughs> does that. To, to build up to blood and guts because you know they're going to do a blood and guts between this. So the heels, it would make sense for the heels to go over, but I'm from New York. 
Eddie Kingston and Santana Ortiz are from New York. I never go against New York. I'm going with uh, Team Blackpool Combat Club as well. Uh, this one, I think, is going to be the show stealer, though. AEW World Tag Team titles up for grabs. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus defend against Team Taz's ooh, Ricky Starks ooh, and Powerhouse Hobbs ooh. versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Legitimately, I think I, I won't argue with anyone who thinks any of these teams are going to mm -hmm. win here. Who do you mm -hmm. got, Steve? Man, my heart, my heart says yep. Hobbs and Starks. That's my heart. But uh, it's going to, the, the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, when they lose those titles, it's got to be straight up. It's got to be one-on-one -on -one and, or two-on-two, -two, whatever. Um, and so I, I get the feeling that everybody else cancels each other out and Luchasaurus and, uh, and, and Jungle Boy walk away still tag champions, even though this has been like the longest trend. Nothing they can do with these guys makes them not feel like transitional champions. It's either right. going to be FTR or the Hardys are going to take it from them, but somebody right, bigger right, is going to take right. it from them. Jung I feel like Jungle Boy, he needs to. they need to send these guys to Ring of Honor or something once they do Ring of Honor and have this guy talk a little bit because I still get no sense of who this person is as a character, and it's been three years for Jungle Boy. Um, the Luke other guy's just a dinosaur, and that's fine. I know he's Luke Perry. I know I did, yeah. And so like that's it. That's but, what you get from him because he doesn't really speak. So you know he has this long, luxurious hair from you know it's just nine oh two one oh juniors, and that's just what it is. It's it's and it's it's okay because you know we I like the group. However, yeah, make it make like we I need to know who he is. He and yeah, I I, I agree. Not making it work either. I would love for it to be Keith Lee and Strickland, but let's be honest. <laughs> I didn't even know Same. they were ranked. They picked up all their wins on Elevation and Dark, apparently. Um, and those kind of teams never win. I'd love for it to be them, and but I love for it to be Team Taz. I've always been Team Taz, mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. once they kick Brian Cage out of the group. Um, <laughs> I've always been Team Taz. Uh, so I'd love for it to be them, but I, I kind of feel like because of the nature of the triple threat, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy are going to squeak out another win. This is going to be a fantastic match. This is going to be a fantastic yeah. match. All sorts of great spots. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I get the feeling it's going to be Luchasaurus and, uh, and Jungle Boy. This is one I don't mind being wrong. Right. I, that, I, yeah. I'm like Steve, there's no I'm, wrong answer. I, no really, I really want either of the challengers to win. Oh, me too. It would feel like, okay, now they're finally going to do something with them. Uh, Hobbs and Starks. Hobbs and Starks have not lost a tag team match in 542 days. The last wow. time they lost a tag team match as a duo was Winter is Coming 2020. That stat was from Will Washington uh, in his wow. interview on Grab City's interview with Powerhouse Hobbs. They I might they go have with been, them then. Yeah, they've been very protected, but I'm going to go with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy because once again, they're in a three-way where they feel like they've just been tacked on to somebody else's feet. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it seems like they are going to win because I went against them in the last three-way and that didn't work out for me. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going with no. them. So you, you, went with, uh, you went with uh, Swerve? No, I went with the champs. I went with Jurassic. The champs again? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think there's a wrong answer really for this particular match. Um, I do want one of the challengers to win because I like both. I, I love Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is just amazing. Team Taz. He's the best. They, they, he, they're the best. And then you got Swerve and you got Lee. And it's just like, dang, like this is a hard one. 
but I feel like they're gonna go into the, the to the route where Luke Perry's son and Jungle Boy, I mean, and um, Luchasaurus will win. So, um, because they're gonna have to lose clean to the other one of the other guys, and and then you then you know Steve made it where it's going to be the Hardys, and you got Christian. It's gonna be a whole lot of stuff that's gonna happen with those storylines. So, I'm not saying I'm putting on my Vince hat, but I'm gonna go with the champs to win. But I don't think anyone loses in this whole match. I agree. I agree. This is another one that I think is a foregone conclusion, but I'll ask anyway. AEW (laughs) Women's World Championship is up for grabs. You got Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. We already addressed my issues with this whole story. It was very simple, and they made this convoluted, but uh, I got Thunder Rosa winning, obviously. Chrissy? Um, This is going to... Okay, this is going to be one of those matches that... We didn't get the build up, but they're going to de- to deliver for us oh, yeah. on the show, one hundred percent. Um, definitely going with the champ Thunder Rosa, but they are they don't they these two ladies don't need really the build up because they're just going to give us a hell of a, a wrestling match. They're going to wrestle their asses off. I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. I think uh, I think it'd be more interesting if Serena D tapped out thunder rosa but uh but i don't see yeah, it happening but yeah yeah, yeah not yet yeah yeah not yet i don't know her yet. first like big match as the yeah champ. yeah thunder rosa's got to win this i agree this bad optics <laughs> after she's only had 20 minutes on television since she this won the title time. in march yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not good. And not this good. one is an absolute toss-up. You can go, you can't be wrong either way. The main event, the most unpredictable main event in AEW pay-per-view history, AEW World Heavyweight Championship up for grabs. <sighs> Hangman Adam Page defends against CM Punk. Steve, who do you got? Right now. I'd love to say punk <laughs> because it makes more sense. Yeah. If it's not punk, it's either going to be punk wins and he he goes Dirty a little finish. heel. He get a little heel. Yeah. If he cheats Dirty and he wins this. Dirty or finish for sure. Hangman wins with a little bit of heel action as well. But yep. I I I have a hard time visualizing Hangman losing the title. But at the same time, AEW needs another bump. They need they need more buzz. They need something that Sports Illustrated and yeah. ESPN is going to talk about. Talk about, yep. Hangman winning is not that. Punk winning <laughs> is exactly Definitely. that. Yep. And I feel like it feeds into Hangman's story. So just do it. Pull the trigger on it. Absolutely. Yep. Punk mm-hmm. wins. Mm-hmm. Punk wins. <laughs> I, I I can't follow that. I'm 100% with Steve. Like, yep. I think, yep. Punk right, has to like, win. Yep. They made it more of a mystery with that go home angle on dynamite where, you know, you could see page defending. And I think this is not going to be one, one off match. I think they're going to have more than one match down the line, but you got to do CM Punk as your AEW world champion before your United center show for forbidden. Yes, door. Before, yeah. Yep. You have to. Just it's no, all the same. Yeah. You guys are so smart. Y'all putting on y'all, y'all those create them hats. Y'all got them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's like 10:30 now, so now I'm a little clearer. Now. <laughs> <laughs> he said that. He said I he was too. He's that, gonna yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but yes, we're I think we're all going for CM Punk, and that's yes, all of the predictions. Uh, we got a couple of comments here in the live chat. Uh, Annika, we explained it before. It's uh, just tell me why Hang Hangman is mad, is angry. It's his insecurities. It's the fact that everybody he's drinking in friend, he drinks too much. Been, yeah, has, no, 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 he hasn't been drinking. The bottle is insecurities, but he hasn't been drinking in how long? It's been a while. So he's all the insecurities is coming out, and the fact that everybody and their mama has been telling us CM Punk is an asshole, but we still mm -hmm, cheer mm -hmm. CM Punk more yeah. than CM Punk. Punk got cheered more than the drunk cowboy in Texas yeah. with a pro-abortion mm -hmm. shirt. That's yeah. the greatest accomplishment that is, that, of his career. Yep. But he also, yep. I think the shirt he got, you know, he just did it as well because of the, you know, that the state the, in, at, as well. And I love the big brain. Uh, somebody put a meme out that Punk was wearing a mutant shirt, a, a Wolverine <laughs> shirt. Oh, and Wolverine, my, yeah. But Wolverine has always been the, the <laughs> anti-hero who's more popular than the good guy Cyclops. Yep, yep, Cyclops mm -hmm. is Hangman Adam Page. Wolverine is CM Punk. Big brain. That's, that's, just yeah. creating their own stories. I love it. I love See? it. Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think Punk's just a nerd and he likes the X-Men. That too. That too. <laughs> That too. <laughs> oh, yes. Lovely stuff. But yes, AEW Double or Nothing. That's tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You can get it on BR Live, Fight TV, and you can watch it along with the True Hills, hosted by Romeo here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Starting, we're going to start off at about 7 p.m. Eastern Time with the buy in, and we could talk about some more stuff going into the show before the show starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. So join Romeo and the crew tomorrow night. But that is all for true hill heat 177 switch up we want to thank steve so much you were honestly one of my one of our favorite guests oh, we got oh, oh, yes, thank, thank you so yes, much yes, thank yes. you so much for Same. having me i really appreciate it uh and i'd like to say anytime but like maybe in another month or so so i don't have to wake up at eight o'clock on a saturday again but I'm, i'll be happy to come back if you'll have me yes absolutely thank you. For sure. Please let the people know everywhere they can find you, sir. What you got going on. Let the people know because you're a great person to follow. I follow you so everybody else should. Oh, man, I'm just going to pull a Bret Hart and say, yeah, I'm on Google. Uh, you know, just, uh, put, in, put, in, put in Steve going in raw and I'm around. I'm just I'm around. You can find me wherever. You got to shit on Goldberg, too, if you're going to do it. Bro, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love you know, it. Bill, Bill uh, you know, he retired me, you know, and uh, he's he's not very he's not safe. So I don't know why he's in the Hall of Fame, you know. You, wow he's one of my favorites to impress to impersonate i love brett i love brett absolutely and subscribe steven larson's going in raw one of the biggest wrestling youtube channels out there wrestle juice for with steve and his analysis on anything in professional wrestling this man knows his professional wrestling that's why we loved having him here on true hill heat so definitely check him out and Miss Chrissy Love, you got another podcast tomorrow morning at a time Steve will probably be asleep, but let the people know where they can find you on social media and what you got going on tomorrow. Uh, you can find me tomorrow morning, 11.05 a.m. We are doing Serving Face and Hill. We are back for another episode with myself and Stephanie Hype, so I hope you guys can join us. Other than that, you can find me on Twitter at True Hill Chrissy Love. I am on IG and on Facebook as Chrissy Love underscore one. And just a shameless thing, when I started doing these whole podcast things, my first podcast that I listened to that I found that did wrestling, which I was like in a bubble, 
was you guys going in raw. So, oh, well, I'm, well that's uh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Hopefully, we, hopefully it was a good episode. It was not. Well, yeah. And then I was like, oh, wow, there, there's so many episodes and I have to now go back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when um, this was maybe like 2016-ish. I don't okay. Remember. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I was yeah. When, when podcasts were like not as big, but something someone that talks about wrestling i was like who talks about wrestling no one likes really wrestling but you know <laughs> you find other people you find these things and then i i found you guys and other people and other parties and that's how i listen to the podcast world yeah we did we started like eight years ago i think in 2014 is when we started so it's mm -hmm. time has gone by so quickly and yeah we were like one of the one of the first right. not the first but we were one of the first out there exactly. and now it's just yep everybody's got their own podcast and i think it's absolutely awesome and i love doing shows like this so uh so yeah keep 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 on doing it and uh, maybe i'll wake up tomorrow for the show you're gonna be on. Maybe <laughs> i'll wake up early thank you if not you can always watch yes, it on the channel appreciate Perfect. You. exactly awesome exactly on demand as always yes, yes thank you everyone in the live chat who's joining us live great comments great show you guys thanks for coming steve take care you guys from negro buck we got frantic world with great live stream guys see you on the next one and fifth generation cardi with steve is, th is thoughtful and a beautiful man yes i don't he know is. about all that yes, i don't know yes, about yes, all yes, that i don't know yes, about yes, all that yes 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 <laughs> Follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. I will be back here on the YouTube channel True Hill Heat on Monday, 12.05 p.m. Eastern Time to review AEW Double or Nothing with myself, Romeo, Jimmy Macaram, and Russell Talk's own Tempest. So we're going to finish off Double or Nothing Week with a big roundtable review on Monday. So nice. I'll be back here. Then follow the gang, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Hill Heat. For just $3 a month, you can support True Hill Heat even more. Pay Patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. And of course, get your True Hill Heat gear at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash True Heels. Like this video. Help out the video so much by sharing it on all your favorite social media platforms. Yep, yep. Subscribe if you are new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel for much more content and hit the bell to stay notified for our special guest, Steve. Thank you so much once again for Miss Chrissy Love. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat. 177 switch up we are signing off until next time later yes